Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, Time Manufacturing, Wit Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is the Matt Mosley Show. 3 p.m. today, starting off your 3 o'clock hour after college football kicked off last night. More of that tomorrow. High school football today. We inch closer to the NFL. There's ACC news. And you notice, no Matt Mosley yet. Matt will be here after the first segment. He is uh, racing, racing home to get back to the microphone, certainly. I don't know how confident he feels with Drake Toll on the mic and Aaron Sexton next to me. But we got the <laughs> reins here to start off. And breaking news today in college football in the ACC, there are new additions, 18 teams now in that conference, as SMU, Stanford, and Cal are making their way east. Now, now here's the big part of all of this. The ACC had 15 teams. ESPN had locked the ACC into a contract that said, if you dip below that number, if some teams leave the league, we get to rework your deal. We're going to rework your deal, and teams are going to make less money. So in response to that, the ACC said, we need something. We need a weekend at Bernie's warm body to prop up in this league just to have 15 teams. It is just a numbers game for the ACC. So what do they do? They got on the horn with Stanford. They got on the horn with Cal. They called SMU. SMU said, we want to come to your league so bad. Our first nine years, you don't have to give us a dime. They just wanted a seat at the table. They didn't want the food. They just wanted a seat at the table. Cal, $400 million in debt. They have more debt than any other athletic program in the country. They couldn't go unfed. They needed to find a conference. They took a 30%. They're taking 30% of the revenue of the rest of the ACC schools to go to the conference. Stanford, the exact same. Because remember, Stanford, they, they don't like the stuff that we like. You and me, we like football. We like Friday nights. <laughs> right. We like an ice-cold beer. Stanford likes sand volleyball and swimming. Now, that's not going to fly in the ACC, so they're taking 30% as well, and these three teams needed a lifeline to stay relevant in college athletics. You know what gets forgotten, Aaron? Washington State and Oregon State. Both of those teams have yet to find a conference, but now the ACC is at 18 teams, and I can tell you what's going to happen. Within the next five years, Florida State's gone. They don't like this. They voted no. UNC voted no. They released a statement. Their Board of Regents released a statement. (laughs) That they were against it. That Firmly. never happens after an expansion in the never. conference. Never. Never goes to the Big 12, right? Right. Mac Rhodes and Linda Livingstone. And, and across the conference, people are coming out saying, hey, we are so happy to mm-hmm. have BYU and Cincinnati. It was a unanimous vote to bring in those four new teams. Then another unanimous vote to bring in Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah. Mm-hmm. In this situation, the ACC needed 12 votes of the 15 teams. They needed 12 yes votes. NC State voted no three weeks ago, flipped the vote to yes this week, and now the dissenters, Florida State, Clemson, UNC, did not get their way, and they have one foot out the door. Aaron, within the next five years, if the ACC does exist, it exists without Florida State, without Clemson, without UNC, and if that happens, 
the Big 12 gets Virginia Tech. Yeah, a, a source that I trust very, very much on college realignment. Literally been right about 99% of everything that's happened. Said his source told him that this is basically the deal breaker. Not, not that they weren't trying to get out anyway, yeah, but yeah. this was the this was the end of the line for Florida State, North Carolina, and Clemson for sure. Yeah, they're now it's just a matter of when they're going to leave the ACC, not if they're not going to see if the ACC gets a better contract. They're going to try to get in the Big Ten or the SEC, and when that happens. They still may be at 15 schools, yeah. but they'll still be making less per school than the Big 12, which they do this year, yep. and the Big 12's new contract hasn't even started, which means there's a good chance, and I think a 100% probability, that the Big 12 would pull schools from the ACC as right. well after they lost their quote-unquote flagship institutions. So It's not going to be shocking when the Big 12 five years from now has Virginia Tech, maybe in NC State, maybe a Virginia or a Pitt or a mm-hmm. Louisville as well. And it leaves like a Boston college on the cutting room floor. Where does Wake Forest go Duke. there? There are quite Duke. Where does Duke go? Duke could go to the big 12. Surely mm-hmm. the big 10 possibly what is what's happening is the assimilation of the ACC into other conferences. The big teams are going to the SEC or the big 10 and we're down to four. And I think they'll get two apiece. Oh, absolutely. And absolutely. then, the, and I think the big 12 will add, Whichever four they want from what's left over, and they'll be at twenty, and that's where. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's where they'll stay. Three twenty-team leagues mm-hmm. somewhere in that neighborhood. Three leagues that maybe the Big Ten's at twenty-two, the SEC at twenty, the Big Twelve at twenty. Sixty-nine Power Five teams exist right now. We're dangerously close to that number being at sixty-two. We're right. We're, we're knocking on the door. Of that number being at sixty-two. If it with, gets to sixty-four. You know, yeah, yeah. that's a we, kind of a natural the, number. The tournament conversations and expanding the college football playoff, that vote is coming up as well now that the ACC has shored things up a little bit more. But what we're on the forefront of is a cross-country player at, at Pitt having to fly across the nation to compete on a Saturday. So they're flying out on a Wednesday, competing on a Saturday, flying back on a Sunday, and then sitting in their classrooms. Now, look. I, I won't be the first to say, oh, travel's an issue, because if you're flying from West Virginia to Tempe, Arizona, it's pretty similar, right? The difference is not that dramatic here. The The idea that the students are put first in any of this is stupid. <laughs> this is not about the no. student-athletes. It, it, it never has been, Aaron. It, never ha- it, it has been about the money. Since Mark Emmert took over the NCAA, it has been about the money, and it still is. ESPN's pulling the plug on this stuff, too. They're the ones that are pulling the string on this whole – and it's not a conspiracy theory. No. They tried to pull the plug on the Big 12. Yes, they did. <laughs> well, and think about this. If you're a Baylor It made fan, sense, to, if, right. if you're ESPN, to once Texas and OU left to try to get the AAC to poach from yep. the Big 12 yep. because you had the AAC under a cheap contract and then renegotiate the Big 12 teams down. Luckily for the Big 12, they held firm – added the other four schools, and actually ended up making more money instead of that happening. Right. Well, remember when Baylor, this was 10 years ago, a little over 10 years ago, when the conversation of the Big 12 imploding, when Nebraska, Colorado, Missouri, and Texas A&M left, there was a whole narrative that, oh, Ann Richards is the only one that saved the, the Baylor Bears in a power mm-hmm. conference, and TCU and West Virginia, and the idea of the Longhorn Network kept Texas from going to the Pac-12, and now 12, 12 years later, 12 years removed from that, to me – the Big 12 is the, the deepest conference in college athletics. And, and from a, at least a morale standpoint, not money, not money, not brand even, but a morale standpoint, the strongest league in the country because it's the only league 
where everybody wants to be involved. Right. Because the SEC, A&M is screaming, don't let Texas in. Don't <laughs> let Texas in. In the Big Ten, USC is going to play Rutgers on a Saturday in November where it's snowing, snowing on the road for the Trojans. None of that makes any sense. To me, when Texas Tech plays Arizona, there's something about that that fits. It's the blue-collar conference of college athletics, and I think enough people are going to watch the Big 12 that this is going to work out long-term, especially when those blue-collar ACC teams are let in with a mass exodus at the top of that league ensues in a couple of years. It's the Matt Mosley Show here. Drake Toll alongside Aaron Sexton. Matt Mosley joining us here shortly. Aaron, college football back last night. Some surprising scores. I don't know if you watched the NC State against UConn game. Is he, is he in? I believe so, Matt. Hi, fellas. He's oh, with us. All right. Oh, it is officially the Matt Mosley Show. Wow, Matt Mosley now. He's back. <laughs> No, I, I mean, I was kind of enjoying it so much. I really didn't want to notify you guys. I've been sitting here for about eight minutes. Eight <laughs> minutes, Matt. Wow. <laughs> no, not quite that long, but I I was enjoying it. I And I like the, uh, the thought of the blue collar because I, I would not think of – now, you're, are you saying that Arizona State in Arizona, are you calling them blue collar type schools? I the the reason mm-hmm. in my mind tech in in Arizona kind of works and all that they have some history together yeah, yeah tech used to be out west kind of or they still out west but you know tech used to be in a conference with some of those schools yep. many many years ago so there is some but that that's uh, I, I I find now guys just to uh, let you know what was going on after all the time you guys were doing such a nice job of. Uh, of covering for me, I, uh, I've come down with something. I'm trying to fight it aggressively. Yeah. And I was kind of starting to freak out, but you and Aaron, you know, I'm like, Hey guys, may I, you know, I'm in line. I'm now the front of the line. And after all of that, after all the meds had been called in, I've got some kind of, I don't know what it is. And the, they said that they didn't have the insurance. They didn't have a price on it for me. They, they, and I said, well, I said, so you can't, like, you can't come up with a uh, something to charge me, like, even if the insurance, they're like, no, we have to wait till your insurance tells us how much to charge you. So after all of that, and I was excited to get all that working because tomorrow we've got major work. Oh yeah, out at Baylor. Oh, yeah. Um, now they did say, for my troubles, they would deliver it. They would deliver it to the door. So at some point, perhaps some powerful meds will show up. But I promise you guys, if you could have heard me at about 8 or 9 this morning, yeah. Aaron, even earlier when we were recording some things, it was uh, it was a bit of a struggle. But but it'll be fine. We'll be fine. But thank you, guys. And I got to say, I enjoyed, the, um, I enjoyed that noon press box hour today, and I caught <coughs> some of the ACC talk, which it sounds like you've opened up visiting about, and now that it's finally happened, it is kind of it, it's ama- it's it's kind of surreal to think that SMU yeah. and guys just in the past hour or so, I've, uh, I've, have you seen the TCU statement that's that's come out uh, uh, regarding SMU? Have you seen anything about this? No, I haven't. Oh, no, I've seen that. They, they uh, <laughs> so I just saw this before I was while I was listening to y'all that apparently. Uh, I guess Boschini was asked for TCU, 
you know, now that SMU's in a power conference, will you consider getting the Iron Skillet rivalry game going again? And he said, talks are underway. <laughs> he, he, he basically said they're, they're thinking about getting the thing going. I mean, it's like basically the SMU has paid its way to the adult table, and now they will be treated uh, as such. Now, maybe not by their fellow members because, you know, Florida State, and as I heard both you and Drake talking about earlier, how about, you know, that would honestly be like some, you know, we, we thought that Washington and Washington State might yeah. stick together. There's always the thought that Oklahoma and Oklahoma State would stick together. They yep. didn't. You NC State broke ranks with UNC, and from everything I've read, that's a rare occurrence. Like, they may not like each other, but from a political state standpoint, they don't break ranks. Yep. I mean, they're always making the same decisions. And in this case, NC State flipped. And, I mean, I you guys, I'm sure, have thoughts on – I, I got to think that Notre Dame had a huge push and say in this. And Notre Dame, you know, was and, – and there were just a lot of different yeah. factors that went to work on the behalf of Stanford, Cal Berkeley, and SMU <laughs> outside of the fact – that SMU pumped up its number for not taking any TV revenue to nine years. Nine years. I that is that to me. And again, I said this earlier. It is a case of them wanting to to be at the table so badly they decided not to eat. They just the reference I made to Aaron is is they they want to be a part of the homeowners association, and the homeowners association says you you live in a tent in somebody's front yard. They said, yeah, we do. We will pay the 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 value of a home without living yeah. in one just to be in the homeowners association. It, it is all about branding for them. And yeah. I, I don't understand, are their donors just that rich? Do they just have that much yeah. money coming in the donor pool to not make a dime for nine years off this conference? The answer is yes. Has to and, be. Has to be. And And they've got incredible boosters that are willing to do this and you know i i don't really i'm not bothered so much by the yeah. buy your way in it's kind of like if you i mean in, in some ways it may seem kind of embarrassing almost to not take any money it is to get into that conference but it's very embarrassing but, but at the same time though would you rather be a little embarrassed or would you rather be it back in the AAC, I think you take a little embarrassment. And I again, when you can, when you, I don't know. I guarantee you, SMU fans today do not feel embarrassed. Maybe, maybe those of us that used to be in the conference with them and all think it's a little strange. But yeah. I mean, it, they, they're feeling like the Cougars are feeling, oh, well, and these other teams that finally have a seat at the table, and it's. It's huge for the Mustangs. Now, I, I mean, here's the deal about Florida State, and you've been saying this, Drake. They're, it's just like Texas. You can give them everything in the world they could possibly want, yeah. and they're still eventually going to leave because there's always going to be something better. And Texas couldn't stand the thought anymore. For a while, they were able to deal with, hey, we can be the big fish 
in a small pond. They hated the fact that A&M and everybody was getting all this revenue and getting all this attention. It's the same thing we're talking about with Florida State and Clemson. Well, so, the, but, but, Matt, the, the ACC is not going to exist in a couple of years. What they're doing is buying well, themselves two years of ACC time, and then when the conference implodes, SMU is on the cutting room floor. And the AAC is not going to try to pick them up because they just slapped them in the face. They burnt bridges to go somewhere that's going to implode within five years. I don't know that there's – I hear you, but I don't know if there's enough places for all those teams to go. All right, guys, because of my late arrival, I have really put us off schedule. But I, let's uh, – wherever we have an opening, I want to come back to this. Let's because do it, yeah. I don't think the ACC is going to go away. Some of those schools will go away. I don't think it's imploding. But, of course, people said that about the Pac-12. And the Pac-12 does not exist anymore. Uh, it is the Matt Mosley Show. Drake Toll, Aaron Sexton, we're all rolling along. Drake will leave us at some point. I'm just arriving. I may leave, too. Who knows? Aaron, it may just be you here pretty soon. But um, we do have Nicole Sheeran coming up. Channel 6, she's now a big part of also the Baylor pregame tailgate show that they do out there. I think that's the, from 4 to 6, right after us. Um, and, uh, and so that'll be fun to visit with Nicole. She joins us next. A new season of Baylor Bear football begins this Saturday for Coach Dave Aranda and the Bears, hosting Texas State on kickoff for the community. 4 p.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. 6 p.m. kickoff with J.J. Joe, Ricky Thompson, and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. It's the Bears and the Bobcats this Saturday from McLean Stadium. And it's right here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Dooley Noted Law is a firm without the sledgehammer. I'm Michael Dooley, and you don't have to press one to talk. I'm not a fast food restaurant, and I don't wear a suit and tie, unless you want me to. I've met so many Central Texans who want to start a business with an online service. Cheap on the front end, but it creates a poor foundation. Dooley Noted Law creates an affordable, strong base to keep the money that you've earned in your pocket. Let's meet at DooleyNoted.com, a human side of the law. Want to cover sports, news, try advertising, broadcasting? Well, the Baylor Department of Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media has the skills, knowledge, and opportunities you need to succeed in your next career. With five major concentrations and a nationally recognized student media program, whatever you need, we've got you covered. Start your degree today and make a difference. Check us out online and remember, for the best skills in the biz, with Baylor Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media, we've got you covered. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. 
Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Summer is here and so is home improvement season. It's time to get those windows replaced. Call Universal Windows Direct to Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. Universal Windows Central Texas.com. That's Universal Windows Central Texas.com. Or call 254 301 7760. And be sure to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Boy, is it hot outside. Did you know that you can tell the temperature by counting a cricket's chirps? Did you know that heat waves can actually make train tracks bend? Or that a 2003 heat wave turned grapes to raisins while still on the vine? Hi there, it's the Foundation Doctor again. During this season of extreme heat, the soil is shrinking, the ground is moving, and we're seeing a lot of foundations starting to move around. Are you seeing new cracks in your walls? Is your shoulder sore from prying that pesky door open? Don't let your home suffer from heat exhaustion. At The Foundation Doctor, we've been curing these elements for many years, and we have the right prescription for you and your home. We have more experience and repair options than anyone in town. So when it comes to your greatest asset, trust the doctor. We'll get you back on level in no time. Give the doctor a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, The Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. On oh, is the Mosley Show on a Friday afternoon. Drake Toll on hand, getting ready to go do some China Spring. Major, major doings in that respect this evening. We are now joined by Nicole Sheeran. And um, Nicole... Always fun to visit with you. Sorry, I, I sound a little different than usual, but it's okay. We're rallying. Everybody's rallying around me. I'm going to make it tomorrow. But, Nicole, I'm kind of excited about this new uh, <clears throat> this new thing you've added. I mean, you already had enough work on your plate, but uh, you'll be part of the big um, kind of the TV portion. I guess there's a radio component, obviously, leading into – the uh, game it's very exciting so congratulations on that thank you mostly i appreciate it i know i am pumped to get to work this season it's going to be an awesome crew we've got 
uh, this season from Touchdown Alley. And I'm just, I know, like you said, did I need another thing on the plate? You know, maybe, maybe not. But, hey, we're talking Baylor football. What more could I ask for? I'm super excited. So, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. we, we And, of course, Drake and I will be gathering a, a pretty large audience on the ESPN Central Texas kickoff show. I know Baylor's very proud of that show as well. And then uh, we'll lead it right into y'all. And, and so, uh, Nicole, as you're making your way to your posh uh, TV set, look over there. Drake and I have this beautiful stage, and we'll be interacting with Baylor fans, Baylor alumni, the whole group. So, uh, Nicole, don't uh, you know? Don't hesitate to stop by and and say hi to us. Now, the um, I was kind of watching last night to see what you were up to. It seemed like you were checking in on Waco University, which continues to do. And, of course, people around here don't call it – they just call it university. But it seems like university, just on an almost weekly basis, they kind of do – they make history. And this 2-0 start – this 2-0 start seems to have people's attention. Are you seeing signs that uh, Karon Johnson, the new coach over there, is is building on Kent Laster's foundation – and uh, and what did what did that look like last night as you were out kind of monitoring all that? Absolutely, Karon Johnson is yes building off of what was left for him. He's really building a dynasty over there. Um, I mean, at that game, first of all, like you said, they're two and zero to start the season for the first time since 2019. And for people who aren't aware of this program, I mean, this was a program who was not used to winning very many games a few years ago. So. Going into this year, watching that game last night, I mean, a 46 to nothing shutout win, game two of high school football. They've got a killer running back, Ladarius Evans. I mean, he's just so fun to watch. He was running all over that field, scoring touchdowns from literally out of nowhere. Second, uh, second half, I was up in the press box editing my highlights, and I was just watching him. I'd look down, and up, oh, there they go. They scored again. Up, oh, they scored again. So, I think university is a school that, you know, a few years ago, people probably never thought they would be watching this uh, caliber of team. But I think, you know, they continue to they continue to shock the world and they continue to make history out there. Nicole, I see the game of the week tonight, Mart and Marlon. Obviously, Mart has been a powerhouse and Marlon now has been in the news for the last, say, six months for various reasons. What do you make of, of this this whole Marlin situation. Yeah, so Mark Marlin is our game of the week. Um, you know, the whole Marlin situation, I kind of look at it as, obviously, there's a lot of talk with Marlin High School and everything that's been going on there. And like you all know, before I really went full-time sports, I was also a news reporter. So I covered the graduation situation that was going on and, you know, not enough kids being able to graduate and delaying and everything like that. But I've talked to Coach Torres about stuff, and I really think, you know, what they want out of that school is they obviously want their kids to get the education that they need. That's priority. But now their eyes are turned to, okay, we're going to go out here tonight and we're going to have some fun and play football. And from what I've heard this week at that school, it's completely uh, done a 180, maybe even a 360 in terms of what's been kind of going on there. And and honestly, for, for the high school's sake, I, I kind of just hope for them that they stay out of the headlines for a little bit, yeah. you know, like turn it towards, let's just have some fun and let the guys play football and 
get the education they need. But for their sake, I kind of hope that their name gets out of those news headlines a little bit. Um, but I'm pumped for the game. I think it's going to be awesome. As you guys know, MART is a powerhouse program. They've been that way for years. Kevin Hoffman has built something incredible over there. Marlin is up against a monster tonight, and I think they know that. I was talking to Coach Torres earlier this week, and something interesting he said, you know, he said, we want this to be a rivalry, but if we want it to be a rivalry, we have to win. And they haven't so far. I mean, Mart handled him pretty nicely last year. And so, you know, Coach Torres, he said, I got to find a way to get in the winning column this year. So I'm excited to see this matchup tonight. We could see a different Marlin team than we're used to. They definitely lost some guys from last year. They've got a sophomore quarterback. So they've got some young faces. But I think it'll be a fun game tonight. All right. And, boy, Drake, you know he is Mr. China Spring. Yes. And oh, yes. with Mel- with Melissa <clears throat> making its way into Central Texas, they've got the Big Bad Stadium. And, of course, we have great facilities out there in China Spring. But, um, I mean, it, what Melissa just built, and they've got a juggernaut of a program. Um, I, I think Drake would have an extremely t- uh, tough time ever betting against uh, China Spring. So, Nicole, I'll ask, I mean, is there, is there a, I mean, this, this is kind of a, this is a really, I mean, as far as you look around games in the state, there's just a lot of excitement around this. I don't know if there's one I'm more intrigued by. How do you break this down, and, and uh, how do you think this thing ends up? You guys said it best, and I know Drake would never bet, bet against the Cougs ever. Um, but this game is has been the talk of the town. It's battled the number ones. It's one of those games where it really could go either way. You know, like I could see Melissa taking this one. I could see the Cougs taking this one. And I think – for, for Coach Beatty, it's really going to test his squad in terms of they lost some guys from last season. They filled some of those gaps. It's going to test quarterback Cash McCollum in ways that maybe he hasn't obviously been tested this year, but in ways that so early on in the season, it's going to be good for them to face a team like this because if they're going to want to make a three-peat like everybody's already talking about, they need to face some people and some teams that are going to pressure them, that are going to make them shake in their boots a little bit, so to speak. And, I mean, I, I selfishly, I wish I could also be at this game tonight because I think it's going to be such a fun atmosphere in China Spring. It always is. But I don't know. I mean, the Cougars have a real test they're going to face tonight. And I can selfishly say, you know, I hope China Spring pulls it out, but I guess time will tell with that. Yeah, Nicole, after watching China Spring and Lorena last week, what jumped off the page for for both of those teams? So I will say I was pleasantly surprised by Lorena. I think they brought their A game to that matchup um, because, you know, when we went into that matchup, we looked back at last year. China Spring handled them last year. But I think, you know, with in first-year head coach Kevin Johnson, he came into that matchup. Obviously, they're the underdogs. They're the smaller squad, but they they fought in that game. And I think it was, you know, it's always game one. You always have it where there's the penalties and there's the rustiness that you're trying to shake for each squad. And we did see that from China Spring and Lorena um, that night. But I think it was good for Cash to kind of get some, get some, get his arm moving, get some reps in there. You know, Kyle Barton always puts on a show. It, it was fun to watch those guys out there again. 
But I will say at the same time, I think it kind of woke up the Cougars a little bit and told them like, hey, we can't we can't play like this every week if we want to be a dominant program. And that's something that Cash told me post game, Tyler Beatty told me post game is they realize, you know, we can't we can't just settle. We have to keep improving and keep performing every week if they want to make it back to Arlington. All right, I did notice um, in that uh, we got West at Lorena uh, this evening, and um, I would probably lean toward uh, Lorena on that, although from the Waco trip, DJ Ramirez with the West call. I think that's a bold pick, and uh, I always like to pick out the games that people disagree on. The other one is La Vega at Conley. Um, I would think just because of the stars that they have, in the kind of pedigree that they have, I would go Conley, Bryce Cherry going La Vega. Those are two I wanted to mention to you, Nicole. Now, Nicole, have you, um, as you get ready for this TV, and don't let, I mean, you got Seth, he's a really nice guy, uh, Elliot, very nice, John, but I mean, you've got to, you're extremely confident, right? You got to take control of that show. That's You got to make that your own, your own. So I'm, I'm excited to hear kind of what you're going to do with that. Now, what's your what's your thought on this Baylor team, though? Do you we've kind of been thinking, hey, this is a very important because you got to set the you got to set the tempo for the season, right? Against Texas State, we saw Utah last night. They're a little scary, even without their starting quarterback. That's a scary team that the Bears will face the next Saturday. What are you looking for from the Bears, and what do you uh, what do you what do you hope to kind of learn about them in this in this first game? Yeah, 100%. You know, obviously game one, one is just exciting that college football is back. It's a great feeling to have. Um, but what I'm really looking for after Saturday from this Baylor squad is, one, I want to see Blake Shapin in game action. You know, you, we can talk all day. And when we talked to TJ Franklin earlier this week, he was kind of like, listen, fall camp has been great, but I'm ready, to, I'm ready to play in a game. And I'm ready to see the Bears play in a game. You can scrimmage. You can do all that. But I'm ready to see them face some guys in McLean Stadium. I want to see Shapen out there lead the squad and see what all his teammates have been talking about in terms of the kind of leader that he's been all of fall camp and all of preseason. And I'm honestly most excited to see this running back room because I think there's been a lot of talk about the duo of Richard Reese, Dominic Richardson, the two-headed monster, how Baylor has – they're kind of – they're turning into a two-back room and – I'm excited to see how they use those two guys in the run game specifically. Um, but, you know, at the same time, we've got the O-line. We've got the Barrington brothers. I want to see how they command the O-line and, and work that room. And, and at the same time, I want to see some stuff from the defense this year because that's been a struggle the past two seasons where, you know, it hasn't been a strong suit. And I think this year, I think it has a chance to be. And so I'm excited to see, you know, that group, see what they're working with. It's just, it's a game to really see, okay, what, what, what do these guys have going on? But at the same time, you can't play to your competition, right? Like, obviously, Texas State is, is a great program, a solid program. And they're going to be bringing in a different offense than the Bears obviously saw last year. But they can't play to their opponent. They need to play to the Baylor caliber if that makes sense and so I'm excited to see you know see the talk into action because we can sit here and talk all we want about 
oh, the Bears have something to prove this year. Oh, it's time to flip the script. But I'm ready to see it actually in action in McLean. Nicole, you talk about the running backs, Dominic Richardson and Richard Reese. When when one of the two trots out as the starter on Saturday, who do you think it's going to be? Oh, see, Drake, that's a tough question because, you know, all preseason, Aranda has said there is no starter, right? Like, that's not how they're thinking about it. But if I, if I have to choose, I mean, I, it's, I think it's going to be Richard Reese trot out there on Saturday just because, you know, he had a freshman season for the record books last year. I think it's also a comfort thing. I just think it kind of makes sense. But in my eyes, and I know in Aranda's eyes, there isn't a starter for that room. And so I'm excited. <laughs> boo! <laughs> no. Hey, don't boo me! Do, do not, Drake. <laughs> Be kind to Nicole. If you want to do something, put something on it, because Drake thinks it's going to go the other way. So, Nicole, really? if you feel strongly, yeah, he's been pretty vocal about it. If you feel strongly tomorrow before your pregame show, we'll be doing the ESPN Central Texas kickoff show uh, from the office of Baylor alumni. Uh, y'all could put something on it, maybe a coffee, uh, lunch, whatever. But but you, we can we can we can figure something out. But Drake thinks it's going the other direction. Okay, well, Drake, um, I don't know if Drake's aware of my coffee addiction. I know mostly we talked about it last time I was on the show. But uh, I'm obsessed with coffee, so Drake, I think we got to put put a ice uh, an ice vanilla latte on this one. Is it Pinewood <laughs> or uh, or Fabled? Which one? Ooh, Pinewood all the way with that. 100%. All right, Pinewood. If if it's Richard Reese, it's Pinewood coffee on me. Okay. Hey, um, all right, you heard it, folks. You heard it, Nicole. <laughs> Nicole, don't you and Drake do not rule out that cowboy coffee over at Common Grounds. I'm not a I'm not a uh, cold brew type guy, but I got a hold of one of those recently, and it's, I mean, I don't like paying $5 for a coffee, <laughs> but it it was real. I like the 7-Eleven. You know, you go in there and get you one for about, you know, buck eighty-five or something, but man, that was, that was really nice. I had it uh, after, after what, something we had recently. I had that, and it was very nice. Nicole, have a safe trip. Uh, out to Marlin or wherever you're headed this evening, and and uh, just be by the dial because we got a lot of good stuff this afternoon that you'll want to be listening to. I definitely will, and thank you as always, y'all, for having me on the show. It's always a blast talking with you guys. You bet. Happy to do it because Nicole Sheeran brings us good information, and she's funny, and she'll sometimes do the the Georgia dog bark. She did that, Drake, uh, a few weeks ago. Did the uh, whatever the Georgia dogs do. They start barking and stuff, and it was kind of fun to hear that. But it'll be good to see Nicole out there as part of the, uh, oh, the tailgate show, the Baylor tailgate show that takes you right into kickoff. So she'll have a lot on her plate. All right, it is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. It is time for the NFL Blitz. Let's do it next. This is ESPN Central Texas. 
I'm Joe Kaleo. Businesses are driven by vision and passion, and we share that drive. We aim to build a relationship with you to help ensure your financial plan matches your ambition. Together, let's bring your vision to life. Kaleo Wealth Management Group is a Central Texas team at UBS Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. For our client relationship summary disclosures, please visit UBS.com slash relationship summary. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they will also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cnccollisioncenter.com, and find them on Facebook. Do you want a brand new boat? Right now you can get a boat cheaper than ever before at Marineland Boating Center, home of Yamaha Boats. For Marineland Boating Center's 40th anniversary sale, we're slashing prices like never before. For a limited time, you could save almost $10,000 on an awesome new boat. Also, for a limited time, we are offering a free water sports accessories package worth $1,000 with select Yamaha boats. But hurry, this 40th anniversary sale only lasts for 40 days or until we sell 40 boats, will you be one of the lucky few to save thousands of dollars? Imagine the happiness you would feel owning a new boat. Imagine the fun you could have. Imagine the feeling of freedom and relaxation you'll feel when you're out on the water. Check us out online at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com or Google Marineland Boating Center to see our reviews and you can see for yourself why we are the highest rated boating center in Central Texas. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. This is Rob Fortson of Fortson's Meat Market, a full-service local market specializing in high-quality meat at a fair and honest price. That's Texas-raised beef, no fillers or hormones. Fortune's Meat Market can improve your game day grill skills with tender steaks cut just the way you want. Moist brisket, fall-off-the-bone ribs, juicy pork, and chicken. And who could forget about our famous homemade sausage and jerky prepared right here in our Fortune's Meat Market. Make sure you follow us on Facebook for great deals and weekly specials. Fortune's Meat Market, located just south of the Circle in Robinson. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at CentexSportsFan.com. Baylor alumni are more than 160,000 strong. When we all join hands to support our university, we don't just move the needle, we move mountains. Working together, we create life-changing opportunities for students on the field, in the classroom, in the laboratory, and in life for generations to come. So get connected, get involved. Learn how at baylor.edu slash alumni. In the 
five or so years that I've been servicing my cars here at Freddie Kish, I've been extremely pleased. I've been a customer of Freddie Kish for going on seven years. They just make it so convenient. And then on the other side, they just care. The guys in here are so friendly. They call me by name when I come in, and why would I want to change? I certainly wouldn't be giving any referrals to any other car servicing center in the area. I absolutely would not take my car anywhere else. It's the people and the professionalism, and uh, I wouldn't go anywhere else. In business since the 1940s, Alamo Steel of Waco delivers over 30,000 tons of steel nationwide every year. And now they're looking to grow their team. They're hiring fitters, welders, machine operators for both day and evening shifts, and an evening shift supervisor. Evening shift only works four days a week, Monday through Thursday. Also, $1 differential pay offered for evening shift. After 90 days of full-time employment, Alamo Steel offers PTO and a comprehensive benefits plan, including medical, dental, vision, short- and long-term disability, life insurance, 401k, and more. Full-time positions offer 40-plus hours per week. Hourly employees are paid weekly. At Alamo Steel, they believe in above-average pay to attract well-qualified individuals. Apply in person Monday through Friday, 8 till 5 at 2784 Old Dallas Road, one block off Interstate 35 in Lacey Lakeview. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Well, we will uh, continue on here, taking you all the way to 6 o'clock tonight. Uh, Reminder that Robinson game right here on ESPN Central Texas, that is is moved down. That's uh, 8 o'clock. That is an 8 o'clock start tonight. And I want to – everybody uh, needs to know that. Robinson Caldwell kickoff is now – Eight o'clock, and we'll keep an eye on that. And then, of course, uh, Drake will have uh, the Cougs of uh, China Spring, and then um, we've got Lorena action, uh, and then, of course, Temple will be over there on uh, Fox. Aaron, what do you have for us in the NFL Blitz today? There's a new highest-paid tight end in the NFL. It's T.J. Hawkinson of the Minnesota Vikings. He signed a four-year contract extension that will pay him $66 million, up to $68.5 million, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter. A source told Schefter that the average annual value is $17.125 million and that $42.5 million of that $66 is guaranteed. Man, that is – that's a – what a day for a tight end. Generally, that's reserved – for only the the Kelseys of the world over the past, you know, the Anthony Gonzalez, just the top, the creme de la creme. But the truth is, I think these guys are becoming so sought after and seeing how amazing Kelsey has been with Mahomes that you're, 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 we're seeing something we never anticipated. And it's tight ends getting paid way more money than running backs. And, Drake, that's what's happening here. $17 million per year. I, I don't know a running back that will get close to that in the future. I mean, it, it, it just doesn't ha- – it's not going to happen anymore. Sure, this is decent news for Hawkinson, but I can only imagine Travis Kelsey read that, stripped down, and sprinted across his yard. This is better news for Travis Kelsey than, than it is anybody else because it sets his pay 
moving forward because obviously he's the best tight end in the league, maybe the best tight end of all time. By the time he retires, that'll probably be the case. Uh, so <laughs> this this means a huge payday is on the way for Travis Kelsey. Although generally you don't get huge paydays at age 33, which what is Travis Kelsey yeah, is. Travis Kelsey and- will. We shall see. That'll be interesting. Where, where is he in his deal? Um, that'd be interesting because one thing that Mahomes did that was great for his franchise is that he they they got a kind of like the electricity. You don't want a variable rate. You yeah. want a you want a locked in rate that doesn't change. That's what that's what Mahomesy did with the Chiefs, and and it kind of helped them. I, I'm just I'm trying to remember where Kelsey is in his contract situation. He's got, including this year, he's got three years left. He'll make 11.2 this year as base and uh, a $14 million cap hit. Next year, he'll make $12 million, 2025, $16.25 million. So three years from now, he'll be making more than T.J. Hawkinson yeah. will this year, and that's the best tight end on the planet by far. And we, we all think he can do it till he's like 36 or 37. Is that it? You think he's – so he, his next contract will only be a couple of years. Correct. You think so? I, mean, I just don't. The only huh. people that – the only players that can really go into their late 30s and 40s are quarterbacks. Um, and you just don't see – Eric, you think of anybody – I can't think of a tight end that played past – 37 to 38 years old. Witten did, so but he, he was pretty stiff in his later years. And that's not a shot at him. He just he was never yeah, I, a very a, a super athletic tight end, yeah. and he was less so the longer he played, obviously. Yeah, I'm with you, but I, I when he went back and played that final year, it'd be interesting to look what he was. I bet he – you're right, he might have been 35 or 36, but he was – he was not himself by that age. So this will be an interesting one because I agree on the part that right now, this year, Kelsey should make more than anybody, but that's probably only about a two-year deal. I, he'll They'll tear that up in a year, maybe do another deal with him. All right, what else do we have, sir? Speaking of Travis Kelsey, he made a <laughs> plea to his teammate, holdout defensive tackle Chris Jones. He said, Chris, can you please come back? This was on his podcast that he has with his brother, The New Heights, with Jason and Travis Kelsey. Kelsey said, quote, he's just the best defensive player in the league right now. He's deserving of all the money in the world. Chris, I love you. Please come back now. Jones has one season left on a four-year deal he signed with the Chiefs in 2020, but is yet to report and seeks an improved contract. Johnson was to be paid $80 million over the four years, and the $20 million average would make him the ninth highest paid Defensive tackle, hence the holdout. And how – you said he's – how long into that deal? Is he, is he kind of like the he's last – He's got one year. Yeah, this would be the last yeah. year, so he's holding out. Man, I I know you can't do this for everybody, but he is pretty good. I mean, I would find a way to get something done. But, I mean, on the, on the other hand, I would say for a defensive lineman, $20 million a year is pretty solid. I mean, it's not maybe maybe he's better than the ninth best. So, I mean, I think you could. I think this should be somewhat straightforward. Just restructure and give him some kind of 
large new restructured deal where he gets a lot of guaranteed money. The war of words between the New York Jets and the New York Giants escalated yesterday with Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers firing back at Giants outside linebacker Jihad Ward. The two had words on the field after what Rodgers considered a cheap shot. Rodgers said, quote, he thought we were laughing at his teammate. That never happened, and I think he's making stuff up. I don't care. On Wednesday, Ward took umbrage at Rodgers and the Jets, accusing them of laughing after Randall Cobb laid out safety Bobby McClain with an illegal blindside block that left him with a concussion in Saturday's preseason game. Well, we've heard, they, I mean, because it's on the HBO show, we heard him saying basically. I mean, we were, weren't we talking about the other day, guys? Like, it just kind of it was just kind of funny. Rogers said something like, "Guys, who are you?" He said, "Randall, this, yeah, yeah, what's going on? This isn't 2014 anymore. What are you doing?" And he was going to lose basically his training camp money. I don't, I don't know if they were laughing at him as much as he was. Rogers was legitimately saying, "Dude, what's going on?" And I mean, I, I don't know. Did y'all? Did y'all think? Looking back at it, did it seem like a pretty vicious type hit? To me, it's, uh, it, it's like one of those hits that used to be, we used to think was great, right? Yeah. We used to think that's an awesome hit, but obviously in the current state, you can't do it. Yeah, it, and it opens up the big conversation of what is and is not legal from a physicality standpoint in football and how far can we go. Like, Matt, if I sit here and I tell you I miss the big hits in football, if I say that, that means I hate player safety, and I, I don't want to see players succeed past football. I don't care about the CTE issues. So I I kind of hold out on these conversations usually because what, what what is appropriate to think at this point? What What is left that we can enjoy in football from a physicality standpoint when so much of it truly does harm the player post-career? So I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure if I'll ever figure out what to think about the big hit thing. Yeah, I mean, part of it is just the hitting area has been reduced to the point where you can still see some great hits. But when you see a guy, you know, get in this instance, it was a blindside yeah. block. Yeah. And uh, and that that in this in this new player safety that is uncalled for. Now some of the stuff when you're going straight at them. There's all you know. Almost, it's some of these things seem impossible not to do, or they, it's it. You're asking a lot of the player to, you know, the way they're supposed to deliver a blow. So um, I, I get it though. I'm, I'm I uh, I still love the game, but I still cr- I I sometimes cringe at what we're seeing with younger and younger players, like the after effects of it. Like this thing we're out there cheering, <laughs> they. Uh, they end up, a lot of them, in, in really bad shape, and that is extremely unfortunate. We need to continue to find ways to um, uh, address that. All right, it is um, the Matt Mosley Show, Drake Toll, Aaron Sexton. We roll on. I thought it would be a good time to bring in an SMU expert, your old friend, our old friend, Kevin Longquist, uh, and he's also longtime recruiting guru. He joins us next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. What's the most important thing to you when car shopping? Quality vehicle? Outstanding reputation? A dealership you can depend on? Hi, I'm Amy Hunter. 
and at Jeff Hunter Toyota, you get all three of those. But don't take my word for it. According to Consumer Reports, Toyota has been named one of the most reliable brands in the auto industry. Stop by and let us prove it to you. Shop Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality. Waco values. Mosby's Land Management is a family-owned business that's been serving Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosby, a call, 254-749-1648, or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's my own. Wings Pizza and Things is celebrating 16 years as your headquarters for great food and great sport. Wings Pizza and Things, where there's not a bad seat in the house to catch all the games on over 60 big screen TVs. With the NFL ticket, you're not going to miss any of the action no matter who your team is. Want the best in college football? Nobody has more games than Wings Pizza and Things. With a great menu to satisfy the entire family. The name says it all. Wings Pizza and Things. Temple's number one spot for great sports and great food for 16 years. Check it out today at Wings in Temple. The Lorena Athletic Association meets the first Monday of each month and they invite all supporters of the Leopards and Lady Leopards to become members and attend the meetings. Each year, all volunteer Lorena Athletic Association awards college scholarships to deserving Lorena ISD graduating senior student athletes. They also provide needed items each year from the high school and junior high coaches wishes list. The Lorena Athletic Association is seeking volunteers to work concession stands at home sporting events. Call Lorena High School for more information or check them out on Facebook. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different, bank central, Central National Bank. Member FDIC. In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. Locally owned and operated, Rain Coffee Company is your daily stop for the best in hot and ice drinks. Come and stay a while and enjoy Rain Coffee Company's relaxing atmosphere, plus their espresso bar, teas, lotus energy drinks, and sweet treats. They are open every day, 6.30 a.m. till 6 p.m. The only coffee shop in China Spring. Rain Coffee Company, 10214 China Spring Highway. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. 
The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. On his Matt Mosley Show, Drake Toll. Aaron Sexton alongside as we roll along on a, a Saturday. And, man, it's always fun to uh, to have Kevin Longquist on. He's a man who tried to leave us because he left his rival's platform behind and tried to move on with his life. But still, we reach out to him, especially on days like today when the SMU Mustangs, his alma mater, are uh, – are allowed into the ACC. Um, Kevin, welcome back to the program, and, and congratulations to you on uh, on being back in, well, a Power Five-type conference. Well, thanks, Matt. It's good to be with you. And by the way, Drake, congratulations to you on uh, joining Matt. Now you can absolutely keep him in line. That's the yeah. most important thing you can get, get out of that. So. Um, but I think today it was interesting because when I got the text about 7.10 this morning that this went down, and I think the vote was, I think it was 12 to 3 or whatever it was, and the swing vote was North Carolina State, you know, it was almost kind of like a weight had been lifted from the university and obviously all factions of those who've been around this school for as long as I've been, and that's going back to, what, 36 years now? Um when I started there in 87, and I think you know, this climb back, because keep in mind, Matt, and Drake, you didn't know this, uh, but I started at SMU the two years that SMU didn't play football, 1987 oh, wow. and 1988. Oh. Yeah. And, and so you talk about a absolute epic nightmare that was through those first two years. So if you think about the journey from that time to where it is to this afternoon with the well, they're having the big celebration press conference right now at Armstrong right now to talk about this. Um, it's almost like it, it almost feels surreal in some respects because what we were talking three weeks ago about the fact when they were on the precipice of joining the Pac-12 and that totally collapsed when, when Oregon and Washington left. And I was on another show talking about the fact, well, SMU needs to focus on being the best G5 program that it can, compete for championships, things like that, so that it can reposition itself. But I think as we've seen over the last few months, and heck, even really starting with USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten last year, that the, the tables are so different now, guys, from, from what we saw from the traditional of, like, Nebraska going to the Big Ten yeah. and Missouri going to the SEC. That it, the, the rules that were in place there at that time no longer exist in 2023. Kevin, is there a feeling, and you get the national sense, that this is the beginning of the end for the ACC since Florida State, UNC, Clemson dissented. They will likely leave the conference. 
is there any thought that, sure, SMU's joining the ACC, but will this conference still exist in five years? Well, okay, so I think the best way to answer that, Drake, is this. You can't worry about what happens in five years. There yeah. is obviously a lot of saber rattling going on between between what's going on at Clemson and in Tallahassee and in Chapel Hill. Yeah. Understand. By the way, there was some whether or not this is accurate or not, but I'm going to throw it out there because so much stuff was flying anyway over the last 72 hours. But there had seemed to be support from UNC for this edition until that board of trustees uh, tweet went out last night, mm. voicing their displeasure over this and saying we hope that they go against it. And it was kind of like it's a, you know how politicking goes on in the background where you say. All right, we'll look like we're that we're staying above board, but if you do it, then you look like the hero, that sort of thing. Which yeah. I that if you believe that theory, then that's where NC State looks like the theory, and and UNC doesn't catch the shade. Now, as far as the future is concerned for the conference after Stanford, Cal, and SMU are added, and whatever happens with that, I think the best way to answer that is that these three universities have to look at this five-year window, and whatever happens with the conference especially including the grant of rights, which are pretty good, hard, still pretty hard to get out of. I don't care how much Clemson and Florida State can scream to the high holy heaven about this. They're going to have a tough time getting out of this, whether they like it or not. Keep in mind, they're the ones who agreed to this, and their legal people knew that at the time when this was signed. So for them to cry about this, they have to look in the mirror and say, there's not a lot we can do about this unless there's a significant financial part involved in this. But SMU... Cal and Stanford have to look at this and say, what can we do to put ourselves in the best athletic position so that if there is a huge maneuvering again over the next five years, that this won't ha- this will keep happening over the next few years, guys. It will. I mean, but they just have to keep working at it and positioning themselves. Perfect example for SME over the last 10 to 15 years. They've contributed a quarter of a billion dollars at new facilities or upgrades and that sort of thing. Currently in the south part of the, at Ford Stadium, they have the Gary, Webb's, uh, Gary, Gary Weber uh, end zone complex that's being constructed. It'll be finished before the 2024 season starts. Yeah. I know there's going to be talk. I know there's going to be talk now of probably redo, redoing the concourses at Ford Stadium, which is what about 22 years old now because I think it opened in no 23 because it opened in 20, 2000. So there's a lot of things that they have to be uber aggressive and making themselves even more marketable, if you will, when this next huge wave of a shift happens. Kevin Longquist joining us, formerly of Rivals. He's become a free agent. A lot of folks are trying to secure him. He's like, I, he's, he's got no interest right now. I don't think he, I think he's enjoyed having a break from talking to all these uh, recruits. Um, but are you what, lying? I I got to think that how weird is that? That just a few months ago, in February, George Klievkov, the commissioner of the Pac-12, was on campus at an SMU basketball game, and there was so much about that and people seeing him right. and trying to take pictures and everything. And that whole thing has gone away. I mean. I, these things can, like you say, can change in such a hurry. Think about it. Even a few weeks ago, it was like, no, nah, it's, it's not going to happen. Stanford and SMU, they're not going to get in. It's wild that right. SMU, uh, again, you went there, and so we'll call it an academic giant. But we, I think you would even agree 
that it's not Cal Berkeley and Stanford. I mean, I, I think of Stanford, Kevin, and even 10, 15 years ago, they were they got all those great Olympic sports, but they were a really good football program. They were a top yeah. – man, they were at times top 15. And, man, they were lucky to find a home here. I mean, it, and yeah. it, that speaks to what you're saying for how quickly this thing can get away from you. Um, yeah. If you if you don't watch it, SMU's hoping that the 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 more the visibility, the more TV, everything that comes with the ACC is going to lift them and get them ready for whatever the next iteration is. I think the one thing with this, Matt, is okay. So for folks who don't know, I mean, SMU basically joined the SC, or excuse me the ACC by foregoing the next nine years of TV revenue. I mean, if they don't do – I think two things played into this. Number one, that was probably one. And then the second thing is they're in Dallas, and that's a huge market for the conference to be in. So that plays to their advantage in that respect. Now, I I think from that perspective of them foregoing the TV revenue money is a lot of alums, like those I just mentioned a few moments ago, basically have said that they would fit the bill to offset the revenue costs of what or what the revenue money that SMU would have been generating perhaps from what their deal with the American Athletic Conference. And again, SMU appears to be poised to join the ACC July 1st of next year. They're going to have to deal with an exit fee and that sort of thing. But if you cover that with, let's just say, for the sake of discussion, 10 to 12 million per year, which is more than what SMU would be bringing in with its current relationship with the AAC, which is about uh, eight, then you factor in the revenue that they're going to be bringing in from the bowl payouts. And if Clemson or Florida State or whoever gets into the college football playoff in future years, along with those distributions from the NCAA tournament, both on the basketball and baseball side, but uh, you know, they had a couple teams, you know, Wake Forest, number one team in the country in baseball. Those will, they'll get, and those that's money that they were never realizing with the AAC. For one, the bowl payouts were much smaller, and two, there was smaller representation. The AAC would have two or three teams in either of those baseball or basketball tournaments, while the ACC now five, six, whatever. Kevin, when you think about the football product at SMU now going and facing a Clemson, a Florida State, I mean, everybody starts somewhere, and you're going to see that with the Houstons and, and UCFs of the world in the Big 12 this year. How far is that jump? How far does SMU need to jump to compete in the ACC? Well, I think, Drake, the interesting thing for SMU is that they're going to have a pretty good litmus test in front of them to watch what those schools you just mentioned, Houston, Cincinnati, BYU, Central Florida, how they navigate their way through a conference season. And then they're going to probably study how, or at least they should, uh, because Cal and Stanford don't have to worry about that. But as far as SMU is concerned, I think they're going to have to really watch what it's going to take from a depth standpoint, what it's standpoint, what it's going to have to take from a support system standpoint, you know, all the things that really make you look like a P5 program. And if those infrastructure things if they take the lessons that those schools are, because these schools are learning, are going to be drinking out of a fire hose, and SMU is going to be doing that next year anyway. But since SMU can watch those four schools go through this year, basically through the entire academic and athletic calendar, more so the athletic calendar, but if they can watch those schools to see how they deal with that, I think it's going to be interesting. It's going to be beneficial for them to some extent. Can they? I feel like now. Drake, that where SMU's talent is, I've made this comment earlier that with the schools 
the kids that they brought in, I think they changed that roster over, over like 40-some-odd players, and a healthy number of those yeah. came from Power 5 schools. Mm. And I think this is the deepest roster, football-wise, that SMU has had since it returned from the death penalty in 1989. And what I mean by that is, I think last year they went from a lower-tier P5 program roster to a mid-level P5 roster this year. Now, how that translates on the field, we'll have to wait and see. But again, I think it changes a lot of things for them from a recruiting standpoint. But I, I think they'll have some growing pains because it depends on what their schedule is going to look like and will they travel to North Carolina, will they travel to Clemson, will they travel to Florida State, or will they even see those schools in the first year of competition. I think it's all going to be interesting for them. And, you know, it, it's – but you gotta you got to crawl before you walk. Yeah. Well, it's um, I, I'm it's a proud day for SMU uh, and, and folks, and and uh, it's exciting and it's a little strange to uh, as you were talking about on Twitter uh, to you know the the thought people saying well SMU bought their way in, but again you got to get the seat to the seat at the table, and I don't think SMU fans today are feeling any embarrassment over what they're taking or, or what they're not taking. I, I just don't think that's even happening out there. So that's interesting. By the way, Kevin, you can hear him. He's making his way somewhere. And where he's headed, uh, Drake, is out to do something something similar to what you're doing tonight. He'll be at Denton C.H. Collins Stadium, and uh, he'll have the Denton guy or Wildcats, a juggernaut in uh, high school football against the Alito Bearcats which has how many state championships now uh, in the last, like, 15 years, would you say, Kevin? Uh, what is it like? I think it's 10 since 2009, and they have 11 overall. That's a, that's a Texas State record, and, uh, and it's, I took over this year as the play-by-play voice for them, because, and this is my 18th season to do the Bearcats, and learned a lot from uh, my predecessor, Jeff Williams, uh, one of the best in the business. And uh, it's, it's an honor to call this team, uh, be around this program for over the years. And the way they're set up, guys, they've got a shot to go for number 12 this year. They can keep their defensive front healthy, especially at the tackles position. Of course, Drake, you should have such problems with China Spring. You've got, yeah. uh, you got a certain defensive end who's committed to a certain offensive coordinator at Baylor. So you got that going for you, too. So. Yeah, we do. Uh, yeah, Kevin, I, I don't have 11 state titles or, or 10, but I've, I've, I'm only eight short. I'm only eight short. I'm, I'm on my way with the Cougars. You get yeah, spoiled, he, though, don't you? You get spoiled, though, getting, you know, calling those games a Saturday or the week before uh, Christmas, don't you? I, I do. It's a long season, but, um, you know, I, look, they had not won one since 1978 till I got to town. So not saying there's coincidence. But it's it's been a pretty good couple years, for sure, absolutely. And you can and and don't be so modest. Just say I showed up and they won. The toll <laughs> effect is that what you're saying? Is that what you just call it, Kevin? You call it the toll effect. I would say if if you don't say it, Drake, then I will. <laughs> okay. Now, the the Baylor Bears, the team that you formerly covered, get started against the Texas State Bobcats. GJ Kinney. In his bunch, he was on with us earlier this week. Kevin, um, you know this Baylor roster pretty well because you followed a lot of these recruits. And it's interesting, right. isn't it, to finally see some of these guys get their opportunity. 
I mean, there's one cornerback I was looking at the other day, and I thought, oh, my gosh, I remember when Kevin was talking about his recruiting. Um, he's a kid with a cool <laughs> name. Um, anyway, yeah. you know, you remember they do, they do those little, uh, those little uh, uh, videos of the things driving around oh, yeah. the miniature cars? Um, right. But anyway, what do, you, what do you make of this, um, this Baylor team? Do, you, do they strike you as a possible X factor in the Big 12? Like Drake has them winning, I think, eight. nine ga- – Oh, eight. Eight games. Has them winning eight games. Do you think that's a, a, a fair number? Where do you, what do you see with this team? Oh, well, Chateau. Chateau was the kid I was trying to think of. Chateau. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, kid out of Oklahoma. Um, the, uh, you know, Matt, right before I left, one of my final stories was predicting their game-by-game record. And like Drake, I, have them going eight, I had them going eight and four. And think about it this way. They've got eight home games on this schedule. So if you think about it by and large, they better win at least seven with that schedule sitting right in front of them. I mean, the real danger spot for them is those back-to-back games at Kansas State at TCU. Right. Um, and I think the most important game for them, you know, Utah is going to be a great test for them, of course. Um, but, you know, they're going to get Texas for the final time on the 23rd, and uh, there's going to be so much emotion uh, running into that game. I think the key for this team this year is really going to be how Blake Shaven puts the disaster of 2022 behind him because it was such a turnover nightmare for him. It just becomes authoritative running that offense there. And, you know, if he can be, if he can command the stage for them and just act like he knows what he's doing and he can run it, it really plays to that offense's favor. I think the tight ends will be fun to watch. I, you know, Drake Dabney, your boy, Drake Dabney, Matt, I mean, he's, I think he can have a big season for, I think Kelsey Johnson, will be a factor in that offense. I think the other thing that's key for them, uh, because I heard that Quaylen Jones is no longer on the team, yeah. but you know, if they if they can get some you know, some quality mixing in the running back play, and again with running games today you have ten here with this guy, eight with this guy, you know, that sort of thing. If they balance that out, that'll be fine. The key for them on the offense is is Keytron Jackson has got to become the alpha receiver, which is why they went and got him through the portal. And if he doesn't do that then the wide receiver room doesn't look any different from what it did last year. Interesting thought, because I, I think it may not look different as far as personnel. I think some of those guys might take another step. But uh, you remember this time last year, that was the one area, Aaron will remember this, I was worried about some of this. I was worried about that wide receiver room, and it ended up being a, a warranted worry, but they do seem like, They've kind of fortified the situation and and could put together a pretty good room. All right, uh, Kevin, have a good call. I love that Alito podcast that you're doing. And um, I'll, uh, you know, Hunter, uh, Hoss, Haney, and the rest of them. Oh, and by the way, that Guillory, that's a guy for whatever year that is, 2025 or 26. I think that guy's going to be unreal. Yeah, unreal. Drake, they got this kid, Ray Guillory. Who, who may be the best back to ever come out of Alito. And guess who came out of there? That was like Jonathan. What was the guy's name? Went to Texas. That was so unbelievable, Kevin. Jonathan, Jonathan Gray. And then that was yeah. then followed by Jace McClellan. And so, yeah, and you're not wow. the first one who has said that, who thinks that Guillory could be better than Jace. Um, I mean, think about it. Guillory's first touch of uh, his Alito career, 75 yards. 
Oh, man. He's out oh, in Denton. God. Yeah. Oh, man. It is, uh, yeah, remarkable, uh, remarkable stuff. Have a great call out there at, at uh, in Denton tonight, and we, uh, we it was great catching up with you, Kev. Always a pleasure, Matt. And Drake, good luck to you tonight with the China Spring. Thanks, Kevin. We're going to need it. <laughs> All right. There he goes, Kevin Longquist. Yeah, I don't know if you need luck. I mean, I think I think the Melissa kids are about to run into a buzzsaw. Uh, Melissa beat Argyle fifty to fourteen last week. <laughs> so there's that. All right, all right. We'll uh, we'll see. It still be it'll be a lot of fun. You want to match? You want to lock horns? And and the guy we were just talking to, Longquist, last year, Alito started. They got run. They got beat by Parish Episcopal. Yep. Then they got beat by Geyer, and then they never lost again. And they won a state championship. Even if you get beat up a little bit, even if Chine Spring gets beat up by Melissa, everything's still out there in front of them. So it'll be uh, that'll be fascinating to watch. Okay, it is time for some ACC talk. And uh, Drake, before we let you get out there to call that game, uh, let's uh, let's go back and forth a little bit on. The, the big breaking news today with three teams going yeah. into the ACC, what it means for college football, it's next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Attention Baylor alumni near and far. Are you ready to reconnect, reminisce, and make a lasting impact? Look no further than the Baylor Line Foundation, your alumni partner for life. Whether you're a recent graduate or a seasoned alum, Baylor Line Foundation is the place to stay connected with fellow alumni through exciting events, networking opportunities, and exclusive access to Baylor stories. Rekindle old friendships and forge new ones while cheering on our beloved Bears. To find out more, visit thebaylorlinefoundation.com. Duly Noted Law is a firm without the sledgehammer. I'm Michael Dooley, and you don't have to press one to talk. I'm not a fast food restaurant, and I don't wear a suit and tie, unless you want me to. I've met so many Central Texans who want to start a business with an online service. Cheap on the front end, but it creates a poor foundation. Duly Noted Law creates an affordable, strong base to keep the money that you've earned in your pocket. Let's meet at DulyNoted.com, a human side of the law. Joe Wimpy Agency Farmers Insurance has the experience to help you understand your coverage options. Whether it's auto, home, life, or business insurance, or retirement planning. Joe Wimpy is a multi-time Agent of the Year award winner, and he's proud of his longtime connection to Baylor University. His brother Jerry played football for the Bears. Uncle W.J. Wimpy was Baylor chaplain for 50 years, and his son Bo played baseball for the Green and Gold. If you're looking for a new insurance quote, call or text Joe Wimpy Agency Farmers Insurance today, 972-771-8051. Rise and dine with the Fiesta Brunch at La Fiesta every Saturday morning. Come enjoy family recipes made from scratch like huevos rancheros, breakfast enchiladas, chicken and waffles, or on the lighter side, avocado toast. And don't forget to try their Mexican coffee, fresh squeezed orange juice, or even a peach bellini. It's a Fiesta Brunch. La Fiesta, located off Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntexSportsFan.com. 
During the Labor Day sales event, save big on a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Limited with $3,500 plus 2.9% for 72 months. Or a 2023 Jeep Gladiator Sport with employee pricing for all plus 1.9% for 72 months. And an extra $1,000 rebate. Or if that's not enough, get a 2023 Jeep Compass 10% off MSRP. And no payments for 90 days on all offers. Find the Jeep that fits you at Allen Samuels in Waco. The only dentist in the Bosqueville Independent School District is Saddle Creek Dental. Since 2007, Drs. Dodd Moore and Jacob Moore have helped patients of all ages while providing them with personalized dental care they deserve. They offer laser dentistry, cosmetic fillings, single-day crowns, Invisalign clear aligners, and dental implants. Emergency care and conscious sedation is available. Schedule an appointment today. Saddle Creek Dental, 10104 Saddle Creek Drive and at SaddleCreekDental.com. Good luck, Bosqueville Bulldogs. It's no exaggeration to say QC Kinetics can change your life. Hey, it's Matt Mosley from ESPN Central Texas. QC Kinetics is advanced regenerative medicine. They take your body's own concentrated healing properties and put them right into your joint to restore and repair that damaged tissue that's causing all of that horrible pain. The patient satisfaction reports are astonishing. Finally, a real alternative to the old ways of dealing with pain. If you have constant pain in your knees, hip, shoulder, or back, uh, or neck for me, you need to call and get a free consultation for the medical professionals at QC Kinetics today. Call QC Kinetics and see how the latest advances in precision regenerative medicine can attack your pain and bring you lasting relief. Now is the best time to get started. 254 415-4100. Again, 254-415-4100. QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. Are you ready to elevate your Waco experience to a whole new level? Look no further than the Baylor Club, where you can indulge in one-of-a-kind luxury and unwind in our exclusive lounge area. Located in the heart of McLean Stadium, this elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs. With a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality, we take pampering to a whole new level. For interest in membership or to schedule your next private event, call 254-710-8080. Back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, it is a Matt Mosley Show. Got games all over Central Texas, all over the state of Texas. Exciting. We were just talking about Denton Geyer getting it on with Alito up in the Metroplex tonight from the Metroplex. Melissa arrives to play China Spring. And whoa, whoa. Um, uh, we apparently have some, uh, breaking news. I believe it does involve <clears throat> Baylor softball and, um, Drake, I, uh, I, uh-huh. I, I saw some of the chatter on social media today, but, uh, a member of your family now officially, uh, I, I you have to wait till a certain, uh, time, right. but apparently, um, that time has arrived. And uh, it, it, it would seem that your little sister uh, is being uh, pursued, uh, I'm sure, by several other schools, but among them, the tremendous program from, uh, from Glenn Moore out there at the, uh, for Baylor softball. I mean, that's, uh, 
that's that. This is a very exciting day. Congratulations, sir. Oh yeah, the phone was blowing up last night. I forgot about it. But at at twelve oh one, twelve oh one on September first, softball players, juniors in high school, baseball players can get those phone calls. So Glenn Moore had a very busy night. And at twelve oh twelve oh eight, a text was put out to one class of twenty twenty five softball player from Valonia, Arkansas, Lila Toll. And that text was to set up an official visit with the Baylor softball team. So, looks like uh, there, there could be. Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> of course, she's she's got plenty of schools in the mix and got lots of calls and texts last night. So, we're very excited about the, the uh, different teams that are reaching out to her. But she will soon be in Waco on an official visit. And we might have I – I think there, there are room. There's room for two tolls here in Waco. So, to see what I can do uh, within within reason to try to egg on that recruiting process and point it toward Central Texas. Yeah, Aaron, I don't think we're going to have any issue with him egging anything on or <laughs> uh, or supporting. And um, I uh, I certainly think Lila Toll would be a tremendous fit at Baylor and in that program. For people that don't know Drake and that maybe don't follow softball recruiting. Um, would give, give us the, uh, what, what she does. Yeah. Like, is she, uh, is, uh, can she pitch? Can she kind of do it all? What, what are her, what, what the position does she play? Let everybody know that. Well, she can't, you know, it's one of those situations where the, I'll say it on her behalf. She would never say this, but I will, where the best player on a team usually pitches in baseball or softball. So for her, she does pitch, but I don't know if she'll translate as a pitcher at the collegiate level. She might give it a go, but she's mostly a shortstop, second baseman, um, one of the quickest transfers in softball. That's that's where she makes her bat, and then she uh, has an unbelievable batting average, plays for a team out of Iowa, although lives in Valonia, Arkansas, travels all across the country to play, um, and so she's... She'll be a, she'll be a soft she'll be a pretty good softball player for somebody at shortstop or second base, and. Uh, yeah, hopefully, Matt. You know, again, I'm saying this and not her. Hopefully, it's the Baylor Bears. I know uh, Glenn and I have had a great relationship the last few years, a strictly working relationship. So we've never talked about her and her softball abilities. So looking forward to having a conversation with him about that. But to know that he reached out last night to the family was really special. And I know it's, again, it's up to her, ultimately up to her. But my vote leans very heavy in one direction. Well, as I'm finding out with my 16 year old daughter, you, if you come too strong, Drake, you know, you could, and I think you know this, and, and so, you know, we'll, we'll let her, we'll let her kind of decide and all, we don't want to push her too, too heavily, but uh, boy, if she ends up in Waco, that would be a great thing, and this is a program that, uh-huh. for whatever reason, was uh, hit a little bit of a lull, and then came roaring back last year. Um, ignited by a victory over OU, uh, one of the great superpowers in all of co- collegiate sports, um, OU softball. And so I think Coach Moore, um, to get a player out of Arkansas of this pedigree would be uh, would be great. So congratulations yeah. to the Toll family, and we'll monitor this, and I assume we'll hopefully we'll uh, – if you get scooped by somebody on this story, we got problems. Yeah, we, we really do. Maybe the, maybe there's a, a local radio show in town that she could join to make a decision, you know, and let everybody know what she's gonna, what decision it is here in a few months. Aaron, I could see this kind of like a daily type thing. 
<laughs> Lilo, how you? What are you thinking today? <laughs> Which way are you leading? But um, hey, Lilo, if you're out there, we're excited for you. And the Matt Mosley Show is, uh, and we hope that at one of these upcoming uh, Baylor football weekends, that uh, you will be on campus, and maybe you can come see us at the uh, at our, pr- our pregame show, the ESPN Central Texas kickoff show, and we'll uh, we'll host you there. That'd be a lot of fun. All right, congratulations to the Toll family there. Some good breaking news. Now, real quick, um, back to this ACC news today. Yeah. As, uh, SMU, Stanford, and Cal in some awkward letters going out today where UNC and others are having to say, hey, sorry we voted against you, but we like you. We're, we're excited to have you. There were different reasons we were against you. What were those reasons? Oh, yeah. We we don't want to share with anybody. We we would almost rather nobody get any extra money than to have to share anything with anybody. And it, it seemed kind of selfish. I think there were probably some other reasons. But Clemson, wait, who was it in the end? It was the, yeah, it was UNC, the Clemson, and Florida State. <clears throat> okay. Today, this morning, and I guess because the East Coast, it's already 8 in the morning, is why they were doing this. They held this meeting at like 5 a.m., or that's when they voted. And that's when they let yeah. – I kind of think the UNC, the more you read and hear about this, you in, in, I heard you and Aaron talking about this earlier, UNC's board of directors put out some kind of firebrand statement the night before basically saying, we don't want to do this, we stand against letting them in. Because – they felt like their president or chancellor, when you get in the East Coast, everybody's a chancellor, it seems like. They thought they were softening and about to let Stanford and Cal. So what happened is, if I'm doing my conspiracy theory here, UNC had to save face with its board, and and they and they secretly said, NC State, man, y'all just go go ahead and let them in. We 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 think it's probably the right thing. But we can't vote for this because our board and everybody will be mad at us. So that's how I think that thing may have gone down. But NC State um, changes its vote, and in comes Stanford, Cal Berkeley, and it's just—I mean, if we could for just a second—I mean, you were sending me something earlier today, Drake, like a map, in it, in it. It's just kind of funny, isn't it, to to now kind of look where everything is and to go find in Northern California, Cal Berkeley and Stanford, and then in Dallas, SMU. And as Aaron pointed out during the uh, Press Box show today, I thought it was fascinating that there seems to be some talk that SMU slash Dallas could be a hub for the ACC in the sense that instead of sending some of these teams like Cal Berkeley and Stanford all the way across to the East Coast, let the East Coast come meet up in Dallas and have some of the games in Dallas. That makes some sense to me. That's not Now, that kind of stinks for you like to have home games. I mean, are you going to tell Cal Berkeley and Stanford, sorry, you guys are so far out there, none of these teams are going to come to you. So to play a home game, it's going to be in Dallas. That doesn't seem fair at all. But it is it is weird to think about the way we've had all these conferences lined up in our minds 
and now how they're all scattershot around everywhere. And the Big 12 now has four Western teams to go along with its, you know, it's one east, uh, Eastern time zone. I mean, the whole thing, uh, Drake, is is pretty fascinating. Yeah, it is, and it's it's sad for it's sad for the Wake Forests of the world because they're not too far away from being left behind, like Oregon State and Washington State. I don't think those two teams find a Power Five conference; they're gone. Obviously, we're in a Power Four now, and, and the ACC is is not going to be around in a, in a couple of years. Because we already know that Clemson's going to leave uh, Florida State. They've made it very obvious they want to leave UNC as well. And, and look, Matt, I don't blame them. Florida State, they were, were, are leaving the ACC the same reason that, that Texas wanted to leave the Big 12. Texas said we shouldn't be making as much money as Kansas when we bring in twice as much. This isn't fair. And I, I get that. I actually get that. Florida State's saying... Why are we revenue sharing with Boston College? Why is there not something in why is there not a clause in the grant of rights that that it it is tailored toward inflation? That was the problem. Was there was nothing put in place for inflation. So it was 10 years of stagnation for a team that makes that conference a whole lot of money. Basically fraud was committed. That's what the, the claim is is that fraud was committed with this grant of rights and Florida State wants out. That's the only reason, Matt. The only reason these three new teams came to this league, it is not about saving a life. It's not about trying to compete uh, academically. It's not about trying to compete athletically. This is just about keeping 15 teams in the league so that TV deal is not reworked. This is this is really bad for college athletics. Yeah, I mean, although the flip side, I mean, all of this you could argue is bad for college athletics, although we we don't we feel a lot better today as the Big 12? Oh yeah. Than we did, you know, uh, a while back. It just oh, keeps yeah. getting better and better. And so I like them being able to find a home and to your point, I know the academics take a back seat in all this. It it, it almost is funny though to think it used to have a little bit of a role in it. Like there were times when the Pac-12 uh, elected not to take some of the Big 12 schools. Part of it was they didn't love their uh, academics. Yeah. And and we're so far removed from that now. I mean, that's it's, it seems like light years ago. And for the ACC to have, you know, Duke um, – and then you you bring in Stanford and Cal Berkeley. I mean, SMU from a visual standpoint, like if you just walk the SMU campus, and SMU's good academics, they they really yeah, are. They are. They are. Um, SMU kind of fits the feeling of some of those ACC schools. I think I gave them three what, C's. What, but bad, bad at sports yeah. and good at academics is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, let's yeah, call a spade that, a spade, Matt. Let's call a spade a spade. I mean, for instance. When they need a stand-in, these these uh, movies like the you know Hollywood films, when they need a stand-in for some East Coast schools, sometimes they'll think of Baylor and SMU because they have such pretty campuses and and they'll they'll use some of their stuff. So I've always kind of thought SMU is a much better fit to me. My brain has a way easier time. Um, accepting SMU being in the ACC than the Pac-12. All right. That that was just strange yeah. to me. That was bizarre. Yeah, I, I, AC- I agree. <clears throat> ACC seems a little bit. Okay, Drake, we're going to let you 
head out because you've got a lot to do yep. before kickoff. Give us the kickoff time, kind of when you'll start your pregame. Give us all the particulars on that real quick. 7.30 kickoff from the Bosque tonight. Number one, China Spring. Number one, Melissa, live on 104.9. Also on YouTube for free. Just look up China Spring and Melissa. Look live streams. And then Texan Live tonight as well. It'll be the most watched most watched regular season football game in the history of the China Spring football program tonight. That's big. Yeah. That's big because they played for state titles. and But regular season is yep. what you're saying. Yep, it's going to sure. be huge. All right, great work today. Thanks, Matt. And a good job filling in for Ward White's as well. Drake Toll heads off for his evening. Aaron and I continue with you. And it is time for something we call Campus Confidential. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN, Central Texas. The China Spring Coaches Show with Tyler Beatty is brought to you by Benchmark Mortgage, China Spring Country Store, Kristen Clements, Camille Johnson Realtors, Rain Coffee Company, Triple S Sports, the Fifth Street Market and Nursery. What was surprising in a good way to you in the 35 to 13 win over Lorena? You know, I think the biggest thing uh, was the way that we were able to respond at half. You know, we weren't in necessarily a bad position. We were just making some mistakes that were holding us back from, you know, ultimately reaching the potential that we have. And with as many guys that we got new on the field this year, you know, it's, it's, it's really important for us to set the tone and, and play at a high level for an entire game. So, uh, with as bad as the first half was, I thought it was good for our guys to finish the way we did. Did you have Ryan Hale scoop and score touchdown on a blocked punt from Isaac Lard on your bingo card? Did not. Um, but the even more shocking piece of that is we were supposed to be in punt safe, where that means we're not rushing anybody. Well, we ended up rushing to block it, and then we've got another guy that was in the vicinity to scoop and score. So uh, we, we did have to coach that up a little bit on Saturday. Of We've got to make sure that we're – doing what we're supposed to Melissa this week, the number one team in five, a, they just beat Argyle 50 to 14. I mean, this is as daunting an opponent as I can remember. I think the biggest thing is the way that we prepare our kids and the amount of confidence that our kids are able to go into a Friday night game with, you know, I think if you read them the facts, which, you know, obviously, tell a lot about who their team is, Division One guys, 6'5", 4'3", I mean, when you start to look at all that, uh, those are things that our kids need to know, but they don't need to be consumed with. You know, we need to be able to look at them offensively and defensively as any other team and put game plans together that our kids can go execute to the fastest and, and the best of their ability. I know they're going to push us and they're going to make us better because of the adverse uh, situations that we're going to be put in, and and we got to be able to handle it. ESPN Central Texas. The Fifth Street Market and Nursery is Bosque County's premier nursery, greenhouse, and boutique. Discover a variety of indoor and outdoor plants, unique gifts, and local artisanal products. 
at their family-owned nursery and garden center. Located in Clifton off 5th Street, Highway 219. Open Tuesday through Saturday, 9 to 5 and Sunday, 10 to 4. Check them out at FifthStreetMarket.com or on Facebook. Let their passionate team help your vision bloom into reality. Locally owned and operated, Rain Coffee Company is your daily stop for the best in hot and ice drinks. Come and stay a while and enjoy Rain Coffee Company's relaxing atmosphere, plus their espresso bar, teas, lotus energy drinks, and sweet treats. They are open every day, 6.30 a.m. till 6 p.m. The only coffee shop in China Spring. Rain Coffee Company, 10214 China Spring Highway. When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas, is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values. Success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg. NMLS number 746474. With 20 years experience, visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.us. You'll find gifts for the whole family, jewelry, candles, home decor, and wind chimes at China Spring Country Store. They're also an official Purina dealer, featuring bagged and bulk animal feed for all of your farm animals and pets. China Spring Country Store is also the place to find deer protein, deer corn, and deer feeders, outdoor furniture, plus farm and ranch supplies, including gates, panels, and fencing. Go by and say hello to Taylor, Melissa, and the gang at China Spring Country Store, 9030 China Spring Highway, and at ChinaSpringCountryStore.com. Triple S Sports is your one stop for all your baseball and softball gear. They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from names that you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps. Ask about league and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at triplesports.com. Play ball. Kristen Clements, a realtor with Camille Johnson Real Estate, has been working in the real estate profession since 2013. Kristen specializes in the greater Waco and surrounding areas. Born and raised in Waco, Kristen is a graduate of Baylor University, and she and her husband and three children currently reside in China Spring. If you're looking to relocate and need a hardworking agent to work on your behalf, call Kristen Clements today, 717-3020, or check her out at CamilleJohnson.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100-plus years of combined experience specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real-world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the 900 Austin Avenue. 
Campus Confidential is sponsored by Jim Turner Chevrolet. Jim Turner Chevrolet is just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and they will treat you like family. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. All right. We have um, we have all kinds of stuff lined up for you at 5. Well, we've got 5 o'clock. We've got Gary Joe Kenny. Um Sorry, Aaron, I've been on all this medication, <laughs> so we're kind of all over the place right now. But um, we also, uh, you'll hear from Mac Rhodes coming up later in the show. Aaron, you'll love this. I had DM'd, and then, of course, I'm not really good at checking DMs, and I hadn't heard back from this coach. And I thought, oh, you know, that's okay. I mean, well, he got back, Aaron, and... He got back to me, and it was none other than Wade Phillips, who will be at the, you know, he played for the University of Houston, and he is going to be at Houston's game tomorrow night against UTSA at 6 o'clock as they roll out those Love Ya Blue Oilers uniforms. And, of course, his father, Bum, was on the sideline for all those Oilers teams. So we'll get uh, – I, I got back to him and said, hey, what about Monday? So although Aaron, Monday's Labor Day, so he might want to be taking some time off. Who knows? We'll, uh, we'll, we'll check on that. But a reminder that Gary Joe Kenny, famous former Baylor great, joining us at 5 o'clock. So very exciting. Aaron, what do you have for us today in Campus Confidential? Big news today is the Mountain West. Oof, just kidding. The big news today is the ACC adding three schools, Stanford, California, and SMU. Stanford and California will enter the conference with only 30% shares of conference revenue to begin with, and SMU will forgo nine years of conference revenue in order to join the conference. Meanwhile, that leaves the remaining two Pac-12 schools, Oregon State and Washington State, with options limited to the Mountain West and the AAC, but more than likely the Mountain West with more regional matchups and actually pays more per school per year. Yeah, I mean, the whole story today, and we've been following it, it it's just interesting because – there were schools that didn't want them to come in, and then <coughs> NC State flipped their vote and allowed it to happen. And pardon me, y'all, I'm fighting something, and uh, we'll continue throughout the weekend. But the good news, Aaron, they did deliver the heavy meds to the to the house, and so I've got I've got those. I just took them. And so they're attacking things as we speak. But this whole ACC, Aaron, I mean, I I don't know where this is all headed, and maybe there will be changes. I mean, the commitment that SMU is making to be in a Power Five conference, I, I, some part of me understands it, but part of me wonders, do you, is the timing right? Like, with all these schools trying to bell out of that with um, Clemson and Florida State looking to make a move, do you really – and do you want to forego any TV revenue for nine years? I mean, it speaks to the desperation that schools have 
to be back at the top level of athletics. But, Aaron, this is uh, like one of the huge benefactors for SMU and their board, their, their board of uh, the, the, the chair of their, their board. He played basketball at, at SMU in the early 1970s, about 72 or 73. I mean, it's, it's I, I guess, you know, Drake kind of had, Drake has more of the thought process of, hey, it's kind of embarrassing that SMU has to do that. I guess my, I'm almost more, it, to me it's not, is it, it's not that embarrassing, it's like kind of impressive that you got that kind of monster donors that are going to step up and pay your way into a conference. Aaron, do you have a, which way do you lean on that? Do you find it kind of like uh, weird and embarrassing for SMU, or do you find yourself kind of admiring the Mustangs? I'm kind of in the middle. I don't. I definitely. Well, I definitely don't find it embarrassing. If if it was my school, I would want them to do literally everything in their possible power, in their power possible, to get into a Power Five conference, which SMU has done and it worked. So I mean, I just you know. Will the money continue to be there if they really struggle, especially in football in the ACC, which I think they will? They have a chance to get better really quickly with the transfer portal, but I just I think it's going to be really, really tough for them to ever kind of get out of the shadow of the death penalty, which they still haven't done. Aaron, I can't help but think back to what it was like for Baylor in those early days of the big 12 we were so excited to be included and we had ann richards and bob bullock you know helping us out in such a dramatic way from a political standpoint and then aaron it all starts circa 96 or whenever and baylor was Baylor went to a bowl game like my senior year of college, like 95. Baylor, I think, went to a bowl game that year. And I think we were in San Antonio for that. So, the Alamo Bowl, I guess. They didn't, Aaron, when was it? They didn't go to another bowl game until Art um, took us to one in 2000, what? 10? 10. Yeah, and then by 13 and 14, they were winning right. Big 12 titles and in, in, in the conversation to play for the national title. I remember but the game versus Illinois. It I was, yeah, I mean, they yeah, they lost, didn't they, in that mm-hmm. first one against Illinois, and then the next one, they, they started doing better after that. Um, that was That game was in Houston. That would have been the Texas Bowl, I think. But I'm just saying – SMU, it's it's almost that be careful what you wish for. It's very, very exciting. I mean, like most schools, though, Baylor was in the wilderness forever, <clears throat> for a long, long, long time. And, I mean, Mac came in, obviously made a great hire with Rule, and the Bears were able to kind of hang in there. I mean, this whole, this whole thing is just, it's all interesting, and it makes me think back on all those early Big 12 days. All right, we do have a Baylor legend coming on with us, the father of the head coach at Texas State, the old Bobcats, and a former Baylor great. It is Gary Joe Kenny returns to the Matt Mosley Show next. 
This is ESPN Central Texas. Looking to connect with Baylor alums in your area? Baylor alumni can help. Looking to host a watch party in your city? Baylor alumni can get you started. Want to step out in your community and serve with other alums? Baylor alumni is your connection with the university and each other. Let's get started. Learn how at baylor.edu slash alumni. They know steak at Logan's Roadhouse. Everyone will find an entree they love at Logan's Roadhouse, including wood grill steaks, fall off the bone ribs, pork chops, burgers, sandwiches, soups and salads, salmon and shrimp, and those famous made-from-scratch yeast rolls. Dine in the casual dining room or in the bar where you can enjoy a signature cocktail or ice-cold beer. Logan's Roadhouse in the Central Texas Marketplace, Waco. Open every day at 11 and until 11 p.m. Friday and Saturday nights. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin, and also at cnbwaco.com. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. In business since the 1940s, Alamo Steel of Waco delivers over 30,000 tons of steel nationwide every year. And now they're looking to grow their team. They're hiring fitters, welders, machine operators for both day and evening shifts, and an evening shift supervisor. Evening shift only works four days a week, Monday through Thursday. Also, $1 differential pay offered for evening shift. After 90 days of full-time employment, Alamo Steel offers PTO and a comprehensive benefits plan, including medical, dental, vision, short- and long-term disability, life insurance, 401k, and more. Full-time positions offer 40-plus hours per week. Hourly employees are paid weekly. At Alamo Steel, they believe in above-average pay to attract well-qualified individuals. Apply in person Monday through Friday, 8 till 5 at 2784 Old Dallas Road, one block off Interstate 35 in Lacey Lakeview. Are you looking for an air conditioning and heating company that is family-owned and operated, is local, and offers honest and fair pricing? Haddix Heating and Air specializes in residential service and installation, plus new construction projects for homeowners throughout Central Texas. They service all makes and models and offer free estimates. Check out their five-star rating on Google Reviews. Haddix Heating and Air, 254-301-5373. And check them out on Facebook. License TACLB106271E. Want to cover sports, news, try advertising, broadcasting? Well, the Baylor Department of Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media has the skills, knowledge, and opportunities you need to succeed in your next career. With five major concentrations and a nationally recognized student media program, whatever you need, we've got you covered. Start your degree today and make a difference. Check us out online and remember, for the best skills in the biz, with Baylor Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media, we've got you covered. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. 
The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, Time Manufacturing, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Audience Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, Texas State Bobcats coming into town tomorrow, 6 o'clock. Our pregame show begins at 2 o'clock. The kickoff show brought to you by the Office of Baylor Alumni. I'm really proud to be joined by uh, man, one of my favorite all-time uh, Baylor players, Gary Joe Kenny, a man who you know still roots for the Bears and and uh, has followed the Bears all the and played with a lot of great friends of mine. Uh, but Gary Joe, this is going to be a different experience for you at McLean Stadium on Saturday. First of all, welcome to the show and and uh, just excited to be be talking to you. Well, thanks, Matt. I appreciate it. Uh, we're looking forward to it. I'm driving, uh, uh, driving right now, and uh, heading to Waco. Okay, yeah, uh, it's uh, that's the right direction to be going in. And just the the thought of your son now, the head coach at Texas State. First of all, Gary Joe, it doesn't seem like that long ago that you were playing at Baylor, but you have uh, you have a son that's a head coach in college football. Does that First, does that seem kind of uh, surreal a little bit to a guy like you that's had a long, uh, successful coaching career, but uh, to have a son who's already a head coach at the collegiate level, especially at a place like Texas State, that has to be a, a really uh, almost a surreal feeling to you, I would think. Oh, it is. Absolutely. I, you know, I, I can't believe it. Uh, it's been such a uh, quick rise for him. You know, never – Never being in the high school ranks, just going straight from, you know, playing to coaching in college and just taking off from there, and it's uh, it's been a great ride for him. Yeah, GJ Kinney um, is um, is coming to town, and you have a son on the uh, on the Baylor team as well, Landry Kinney. I mean, that's it's just a uh, again, it's going to be such a fun day for the Kinney family. Now, how many folks? Uh, how many folks will be attending the game? Like uh, related oh, to man. to you and everybody's every. I, I bet you were. I bet every. I bet you were getting a lot of ticket requests for this one. Yes, a uh, ton of people. We're uh, all our family and friends, and we're going to have a lot. Uh, probably thirty plus people there, uh, <laughs> some kind of capacity. And uh, yeah, it's. Uh, you know, when uh, GJ got the job, uh, as soon as he decided what he was going to do i started looking at their schedule and i was like oh my goodness you played baylor the first game are you kidding me <laughs> so that was strange right from the very beginning uh i was already looking at that one what was uh what when he first decided to get into coaching i mean does that was that gratifying for you I, you don't strike me as someone who was trying to you know probably say you need to be a coach um what was the uh what what was that what was that like, and what was kind of your advice to him starting off? Because it certainly seems has been a meteoric uh, rise for for GJ. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he always, I think he always knew he wanted to coach and be around the game. He wanted to play. And my advice to him was play as long as you can. 
and because uh, you can't get that back. And then once you do, if coaching's what you want to do, um, I, you know, I pushed him to want to go into college. I said that's, I think that would be something, either college or NFL, something you would really enjoy. And and so he wanted to do that. He knew that once he quit playing, that he would uh, he would GA or do whatever it took to get his foot in the door and just start working his way up. And you know, he's of course he's done that, and and I'm very proud of him. I told him, you know, if you coach, you do something you really love, then, you know, you'll never work a day. So I think he's already feeling that. All right. And so, I mean, that, that Texas State program, what have you been able to kind of determine? I mean, I you, you've kind of got some insight on this thing. That quarterback room, Gary Joe, is interesting, isn't it? I mean, there's one guy that's a, a Hulk. I mean, he's, like, incredibly tall. One guy's an incredible athlete who transferred in from, I believe it was Arkansas. What kind of – what what has uh, G.J. inherited, in, in your opinion, and, and how long do you think it'll take him? I mean, this is a place starved just to even go to a bowl game. So, in some ways, I think it's a great opportunity to get this program going in the right direction. Where do you um, – what do you kind of make of – of, of, of this roster that he has and, and where this program's headed? You know, I think he's done a great job. I think today's uh, NIL and portal and things like that, that you're able to get players to move around. And so that's a great opportunity for coaches when they start their program to be able to identify what they have and then go out there and, and find players and sign a large class. He was able to bring in 50-plus players that he wanted and selected and so I think that really helped him get his foot in the door. And I think you can also turn around programs a little quicker because of that, you know, and he's able to have a great quarterback room, uh, the transfer, you know, from Arkansas, then from the, from Auburn, TJ Finley and Blake Hornsby, two great athletes and great players. And, and I think there's going to be a battle there. And I, I would, I would suspect that he would play both of them in this first game, especially and, and probably through a few games just to, you know, find the right one. I think that's the number one thing for him coming out of, you know, the Baylor game and UTSA game is find, find my team, you know, find my team for conference and, mm-hmm. and then make a run. And, and I would be shocked if he didn't go to a bowl game. I, I know he will. There's no doubt in my mind that he'll win six-plus games. I'm not trying to put pressure on him, but I just know him. I know what, he's, what he has on the roster. I know what he's put together. I know what kind of coaches that he has and he is, and, and there's no doubt they're going to break that record. I mean, they're going to break that drought and go to a bowl game. Gary Joe Kinney joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Take me back to when you were becoming a Baylor Bear. I, I would think, if I recall correctly, it was like North Mesquite High School. Um, I mean, you probably had a lot of opportunities. What was it? What was it about Baylor? What was it about Grant Taff? What um, what what led you? What was the biggest factor in in you choosing to to play at Baylor? Back in circa what 1986 or somewhere around then. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, definitely. You know, Grant Taft, like you talked about, he was the number one reason, without a doubt, that that I chose Baylor. I had some opportunities, and my dad had gone to TCU, and most people suspected I would go there, and then and then it really came down to Baylor and Oklahoma for me. And uh, you know, my dad definitely did not want me to go to Oklahoma at that time, and and so it was Baylor was a little closer to home, and. And Grant Taft, once he started recruiting me pretty hard, and I just knew how honest he was and that he, if he told you something, it was going to happen. And so I, I just fell in love with the program and him. And, and my recruiter was Coach Lane, Bill Lane, and I really enjoyed him. And so just get, that was the main thing. There's the relationships that I have with those guys. 
And what was the uh, the defense you played in? You made a ton of tackles, as I recall, um, a lot of hitting, and and yeah. you would go sideline to sideline. Was this uh, was that Fredenberg uh, at the time? I mean, who who were you mainly under there at uh, there at Baylor? Oh, two of the greatest coaches ever, John Goodner and Pete Fredenberg. I mean, they were. I had the luxury of having both of those guys. You know, Coach Goodner was my linebacker coach, and Coach Fredberg was the defensive coordinator, and he really pushed me and and uh, got me to do more than I thought I could. And and I had the opportunity uh, pretty uh, early in my career to get on the field. You know, we graduated some guys uh, after that first year, and and Ray Barry and some of those guys moved on, and I was able to to get in there and get in the lineup and and play for three years, and so. You know, the defense that we ran, we ran four three and I was the bike backer and so I was supposed to make a lot of tackles. You know, I had Santana Dotson in front of me taking up all the blockers. I was supposed to make some tackles, I think. So <laughs> Yeah, that Dot Santana and then the big cat and all those guys, I mean you, you kinda caught those yeah. I guess they were a little bit younger than you, but they y'all crossed over some and, and uh that was a uh, that was a good group. But at the, at the Mike linebacker in Fredenberg's system i mean it, it just and it goes back baylor has had famous linebackers over the years you mentioned ray berry but there was just something and then it kind of became didn't it like a dbu at one point with thomas yep. everett and all those safeties even leading up to modern day with petrie um it, it is kind of wild how baylor while not always having great success did have certain positions gary joe that just have stood the test of time and it felt like linebacker was kind of one of those. I think so. You know, defense in particular, I think, especially in the mid-80s all the way into the mid-90s, I thought defense was really good and every year. And, and you're right, linebacker and defensive back were very strong. And then also defensive line, like you talked about with Robin Jones and Santana up there. We had a great defensive line and James Francis and uh, linebacker was me. And, and we had, we had some uh, really good players and, you know, Robert Blackman and Thomas Everett and Ron Francis. I mean, I go on and on of guys, Ray Crockett. I mean, guys that are just phenomenal guys that went on and played in the NFL. That there was a really good run there in the mid 90s, I mean, mid 80s, that we had some really good teams. Did GJ try to get you to uh, on his staff? I could see you enjoying like an analyst role or something like that. Did Has he. Uh, did he try to convince you to be a part of that, or were you? did you just decide you would uh, let him have that? Well, I think right now he needs to have that, but I, I wouldn't shut it out. I would be surprised at some point if it didn't happen. But, you know, with Landry still at Baylor, I wanted to have the luxury of being able to watch him on Saturdays, uh, you know, his last go-around. And, and then, of course, uh, you know, my wife has a job here in Wichita Falls. She's the principal of the high school, so being there. But at some point, I would think that, I might get on his staff at some point. Coaching doesn't ever get out of your blood, does it? I mean, you've had several stops along the way and won a lot of football games. It's hard to, no matter what age, and you're still a relatively young guy, um, it's it's not easy to close the door on it, is it? No, it's not. Uh, absolutely. I, you know, I could retire, but, uh, I, you know, I'm going to keep working and I want to keep coaching. I enjoy it. And so as long as I'm enjoying it, I want to keep doing it. Tell me about Landry. What was, uh, I mean, that had to be kind of neat for uh, him to choose Baylor and, and kind of um, what all, his his career and everything because, uh, um, 
I mean, that's just kind of fun. In fact, I was looking at a roster, I don't know, in recent years, and I just came across that name. And, of course, you all spell it like that. And so I'm like, I wonder. And then I kind of looked it up. Sure enough, I'm like, that's Gary Joe's uh, kid. What what was uh, what was his path like? And, and, uh, and was it just like, you know, he loved hearing about your experience with Baylor? How did he end up on campus? You know, I, I think that that and, you know, his sister, my daughter, uh, went to Baylor, graduated from there. And so I think he always with us going there and he always wanted to go there and and uh, he played at La Vega um, his last two years of high school there in Waco when I was working there and so I think he just really got comfortable with Waco and he went his path he went to Juco first he went to Tyler Junior College and played quarterback there and then when it was time to to move on he you know he chose Baylor he thought that was a great opportunity and a great place to be he'd always wanted to go there from the time he was you know, on the, when I coached there, um, he was on the sideline or, you know, always had a Baylor stuff on. We lived in Waco. And so I think it's always been in his mind to, to go to Baylor. And, and so, you know, he moved on to Baylor and switched to receiver and, uh, this year. And I think uh, he loves the opportunity to play receiver and have a chance to get on the field. It's it's tough to get on the field at quarterback. There's so many good ones, and you're only going to play <laughs> one. So moving over to the receiver, you know, he thinks maybe at some point he might have an opportunity. All right, are you gonna? Do y'all have any special gear like a a half Texas State, half Baylor? I mean, you're you're a Baylor guy through and through, but still um, having GJ over there that 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 brings a whole different uh, feel to this game. How are y'all? How are y'all kind of handling what attire you wear to the game? Well, yeah, it's funny you said that. I didn't even think about it until like last week. I was like, you know what? What am I gonna wear here? But I mean, obviously. Um, I don't want to offend GJ because he's he's worked so hard and I root for him every week. But you know, playing Landry playing there, I got to root for Baylor as well. So it's tough. And you know, my wife came up with it. She got a shirt that says Team Kenny. So you know, she's got a shirt on for that. And I I'll probably just wear neutral colors. And uh, but obviously, I you know, I'm a Baylor Bear. So you know, I got to root for the Bears. But I want GJ to win every game that he plays besides that one. And and uh, we'll give this one to Landry. Do you and your um, teammates still keep up quite a bit? I mean, that was a special group. Like you said, you had great defensive coaches. I still see those coaches from time to time. I've seen Robert at some events. And, uh, I mean, those were just legends you were mentioning. I mean, how rare was that for Taft to have a staff that most of those guys kind of stuck around, whether it be Wade, Turner. I mean, it was just – um, that was a, that was just such a classic uh, group. But do you and your uh, teammates still – uh, you have some group texts going and, and stay in touch with some of those guys? Yeah, I do. Uh, just a few, not a lot. Brad Gable and, and Bobby Jack go forward. So I talk to them. You know, just a few guys like that, that that I keep in touch with. And I try to get back. It's hard when when you're coaching, trying to get down in the past, being able to get out there to watch games and reconnect with guys. It makes it very difficult. So I've had a better opportunity these last couple of years to be able to get down there and and uh, visit with some guys. I got to see Matt Clark last year when he got his Legend Award, and so I really yeah. got to catch Melvin Bonner. I got to catch up with a few guys that that I hadn't seen in a long time. So you know, it's uh, been nice for, to uh, reconnect. Matt's long flowing hair is not quite what it used to be, right? When it hung <laughs> out of the. <laughs> That's funny. No, it's not quite what it was in uh, 1986 or seven, but uh, yeah, he still looked good. 
Yeah. Boy, Brad Gable, there's another uh, blast from the past. Uh, Cuero. It's just interesting where those players would come from. You get Thomas from Dangerfield. You get you get some great players from Cuero. Who was the huge tight end that I'm not thinking of? Steve. Um, oh, his son plays now in Oklahoma. Oklahoma, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the, uh, the, the tight end. But, I mean, it's just um, – it's just it's kind of uh, amazing that you know all the guys and where they end up and everything. Wasn't that weird to see SMU now in the ACC? That news went down. Your old uh, SWC foe. Uh, that has to be a little strange to see something like that happen. Yeah, that was very strange. You know, they got the death penalty, I guess, when I was in college, and so they. But they prior to that, they were definitely a major rival for us, and. So I guess it's good for them. You know, it might not be good for everybody else, but it's probably good for those guys to get the ACC, and so it's good for them. Well, it's going to be fun. We'll be looking for you. Stutzman was the name I was looking for a second Stutzman, ago. I knew it was yeah. going to bother me if I didn't yeah. rack my brain. But uh, Steve Stutzman was one of those. Uh, I don't know if we properly utilized him, but had good speed oh, and did. good size, and and uh, could could get around the field like crazy. But uh, Danny Stutzman is now his son starting at linebacker for OU. Well, listen, take it all in. Have a great time out there. And, um, you know, you, you really can't lose in this with whatever happens, right, because you got people Absolutely. on both sides. And, uh, and everybody will be so excited to see you and the family. And, and uh, I hope you do. That would be so fun to see you back at the collegiate level. You came back to Baylor around 2006, as I recall. And I can even yeah. remember, I think you made a stop in my hometown uh, Gary Joe at Kaufman all those years Absolutely. ago and uh, still have good memories of that my mom was teaching there at the school Marilyn Mosley and so anyway yeah, we uh, we uh, we Your have great memories of, what's that yeah exactly well listen safe travels as you come into uh, Waco and we will we will uh, talk to you tomorrow absolutely thanks for having me on appreciate it you bet. There he goes. Gary Joe Kenny, uh, one of the legends and uh, was a great player for the Bears, tremendous linebacker, and fun to have him on. His son, G.J., will be uh, leading Texas State out uh, tomorrow as their head coach and Landry Kenny on the Baylor roster. All right, we continue on. We'll hear from Mac Rhodes, Baylor's Director of Athletics, next. Your leader in high school sports. ESPN Central Texas. The Crawford Coaches Show with Greg Jacobs is brought to you by Bar None Country Store, Benchmark Mortgage, Crawford Booster Club, MP Electric, Security Bank of Texas. Coach, it uh, looks like a pretty business-like 28-14 win over Goldthwaite. Um, offense seemed to be pretty efficient. What did you like about their performance on that side of the ball on Friday? Well, I thought uh, we executed really pretty well overall. We had some um, mistakes early on. We threw an interception in the end zone early in the game and then fumbled inside the 20, having a chance to go in and turn the ball over. So really lost two scoring opportunities uh, there. But outside of that, I thought we were pretty effective. And your defense forced a couple turnovers. I saw a fumble recovery. Also, I think an interception in that game as well. Um, I, I know they played solid all night, but that's always a plus when they can, you know, kind of flip the game with those extra possessions. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the turnovers were big for us. Uh, you 
know, we've got so many new faces and defensively, and we're still kind of feeling our way through. So there were some big plays that uh, Gopay was able to make due to some of our breakdowns. But uh, we were able to, you know, to void out some of those drives with the, with the turnovers, the interceptions that we've got. And, uh, you know, I think we're on the right track, and I think we're making good progress. Another tough opponent Friday on the road against Centerville. Uh, what challenges you guys when you uh, kind of look get a get a feel for what they do and, and look at what they do on both offense and defense? Yeah, Centerville's a they're a very physical team. Uh, they're very well coached. They're, they're a power running team. Uh, they live and die by the sweep and, and the trap and, and things like that. They're kind of old school philosophy, and uh, they're really good at what they do. ESPN Central Texas. Your one stop for all farm and ranch supplies is Bar None Country Store. And when it's time to buy feed for all your animals, they're an official Purina dealer. Bar None Country Store also stocks deer protein, deer corn, and deer feeders, outdoor furniture, agriculture hardware, and Circle E and Tyler candles. Go by and say hello to Paula, Bobby, and the gang at Bar None Country Store, 7991 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, and at barnunecountrystore.com. When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas, is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values. Success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg. NMLS number 746474. With 20 years experience, visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.us. The Crawford Booster Club is a nonprofit organization that supports all pirate and lady pirate athletic teams. Through the sale of Crawford Apparel and a spring fundraiser, they're able to purchase needed items and products that are typically not in the school athletic budget. The Crawford Booster Club is proud of all the high school and junior high athletic teams, including football and baseball, boys and girls basketball, tennis, cross country, track and field, and golf, and girls volleyball and softball. They encourage all Crawford residents to go to the games, both home and on the road, and let the coaches and student athletes hear your support. They do service right at MP Electric. Since 1996, MP Electric has serviced industrial, commercial, and residential accounts in the greater Central Texas area. MP Electric's trained and courteous electricians will solve your electrical problems quickly and professionally. Be one of the thousand satisfied customers in Central Texas. The next time you need an electrician, call Mark, Paul, Lisa, or John at 399-9895 or schedule your service call at mpelectric.net. Security Bank of Texas proudly brings together the best of tradition and business partnership. Their dedicated team of professionals takes the time to understand your needs so they can deliver the banking experience you deserve. Whether it's personal banking, business banking, or something in between, they've got you covered. As a bank rooted in tradition, they're proud to serve the communities of Bell, Bosque, Coriel, and McLennan counties. Experience banking as it should be. Stop by today and discover the difference with Security Bank of Texas. FDIC insured and equal housing lender. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Rise and dine with the Fiesta Brunch at La Fiesta every Saturday morning. Come enjoy family recipes made from scratch, like huevos rancheros, breakfast enchiladas, chicken and waffles, or on the lighter side, avocado toast. And don't forget to try their Mexican coffee, fresh squeezed orange juice, or even a peach bellini. It's a Fiesta Brunch, La Fiesta, located off Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. 
Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at myatfuels.net. That's myatfuels.net. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley Show, Drake Toll, Aaron Sexton in with me. Mac Rhodes now joining us, Baylor Director of Athletics. Mac, are you ready? I mean, it's finally here. Uh, happy first game week. Uh, Last-minute planning. Boy, thanks for doing this with all the stuff you have going on. But uh, I'd have to think you're pretty excited as we get closer and closer to kickoff. Absolutely. I am a uh, huge college football fan and, uh, and even a bigger, obviously, Baylor college football fan. So I, I can't wait to, to get it kicked off Saturday at 6 p.m. against the, uh, the Bobcats of Texas State. And so fired up and uh, looking forward to it. Baylor has new defensive coordinator, great players, you know, in the portal. I just start you off here. You know, what are your expectations for this season? Do you have a number when you start a season? Do you have a number of wins in the back of your mind? Uh, what are your expectations for this team? Because it's, this seems like a real X-factor type team, you know, predicted anywhere from fifth or sixth, but really seems like they could make a move maybe like TCU did last year. Yeah, no, I, it's a it's a great question, and um, you know it's it's you know certainly hard. You know, you think about you know actual wins, number of wins, and there's as you know, you, you've been covering college sports for for many many years. There's there's so many multiple factors that that play into that. You know, obviously injuries are are certainly certainly a, a key. Um, you know, I, I would say, you know, I, I expect, you know, this this team to be, you know, better, you know, both sides of the ball, special teams um, than than last year. Um, you know, certainly expect uh, postseason play. You know, I, I think we've got some some question marks. You know, when you think about impact of of uh, you know, young men that decided to, to to enter the transfer portal and and you know and come to Baylor. Uh, we we've got you know um, uh, uh, offensive line that hasn't hasn't played a lot together, obviously, but but has great promise. And so, you know, certainly you know the 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 you know postseason play and you know uh, Matt, I. I think, you know, we, we are in the process of, of building a program that, you know, hopefully is in a position to compete for, you know, big 12 championships, you know, consistently. And, uh, and so, you know, I, I think that's where this, this program is moving and, uh, and, you know, that, that should be the, the expectation for us, for us all. And eight home games sort of makes you think about that type of thing. I mean, it's, it's uh it just doesn't happen very often. Don't think it's ever happened at Baylor. Uh, and you and I have talked about it. It could be an incredible springboard. Uh, and I think that's imp- it's important Saturday 
to kind of set the tone for the rest of the season. You never know how these things are going to go. There may be some adversity, but this really does feel like a very important. They're all important, but but a way to kind of set the tone and set the table uh, for trying to get rolling at home. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you mentioned eight home games. That's that's the most in uh, in the history of, of Baylor football, right? And, uh, you know, it's not rocket science. Um, you win more games at, at home than you do than you do on the road, and so you know that's you know uh, an advantage as as well. Um, you know, we're we're playing a, a Texas State team, brand new coach DJ Kenny, right? That's that has ties to to Baylor. Um, Dad was a a linebacker here and, and he's got a brother that's a, a walk-on receiver here uh obviously pro- prolific offense um but we you know we we need to in in my opinion you know um start strong and um uh, and you know play our best best football that that we're capable of playing you know against against texas state and you know um come out of that game like and, and feel like we we you know got some some momentum for you know uh, the the next week's game, which is as you know against a uh, a really good you know great Utah game. By the way, I'll I'll make sure that that I watch that game you know tomorrow night against against Florida. But uh, the focus, right? We can't be thinking about about Utah. The focus has got to be you know uh, Texas State, and and we've got to play clean football and. Uh, and run around and uh, certainly be the best versions of ourselves that, that, that we can be uh, against them on, on Saturday night at, at 6 p.m. Mac, obviously there's a lot of hype around it being game week in college football, but it feels like this expansion thing is still getting equal time. As you look over to the ACC, you see Stanford and Cal and SMU and the possibility of bringing in three teams to replace three teams that might leave the TV deals and everything. What do you make of the situation going on out east, and could it carry over to impact the Big 12? Yeah, great question. Um, I certainly appreciate that. Um, You you know, I I think, you know, as a – as a you know administrator in the space and, and going through what we we just went through in terms of Big 12 and, and adding four Pac 12 schools, yeah, you're you're keeping an eye on it and uh, you know certainly interested and 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 maybe you know intrigued. You, you think about all of the variables and in, in the ACC and you know their their contract running you know through 2036 and you know the the addition or or maybe the addition of those those three teams and you know, how that will work from a, from a revenue standpoint. Um, I think it's, you know, um, it's, you know, they'll, they'll potentially, you know, if they, if they do add those, those teams is, you know, um, give them, you know, less than a full share and, and, um, and maybe, you know, no share that that's been, you know, publicly reported when you, when you think about SMU. And so maybe there's some additional monies for, for the other, the original members, um, I don't know that it that it impacts the uh, the, the Big Twelve. Um, I think you know we're we're you know at our at our max right now when you think about sixteen football schools. You know the uh, the, the new contract you know with with ESPN and and, uh, and with Fox and particularly with ESPN that begins you know July one twenty. 25, you know, that, that called, you know, for, 
had to be power five schools. And so, you know, I think we're in a, in a good spot and, um, and, and it really puts us in a, in a great position to go back, you know, um, for, for that, that next TV contract that would begin on, you know, July 1, 20, uh, 2031. So, um, but yeah, it's, you know, the, I think the question is going to be, you know, how stable um, or not does it remain after, you know, uh, this, this, this potential ACC expansion? Um, you know, does there continue to be um, unrest? You know, Florida State has been very, very outspoken. Um, you know, do you, do you see anything more? Uh, within that conference, you know, um, I grew up in this business with, with Jimmy Phillips and, you know, I, I certainly have great respect for him and, you know, that's a, that's a, a, a tough circumstance. And, and, uh, and I think he's, he's doing, uh, as well with it as, as anybody, anybody in the industry could. So, uh, a lot of, a lot of things to, to keep your eyes on. Mac Rose joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. What about, uh, isn't that wild that SMU, not, you kind of hint at it, hinted at it, the, not even taking a, a payout, saying, hey, we want in. Boy, that shows how bad people want a seat at the table. Uh, and I guess it speaks highly of their donors, doesn't it, Mac, that they're willing to step up and pay all that. But it's still kind of shocking when you see a school willing to do that, to get that seat at the table. Yeah, no, I, I think, you know, um, you're, you're right. I, I think what's, what's interesting and, you know, I've got great respect for Rick Hart. Um, he's done such a great job there at, at, at SMU and, and, um, you know, certainly, you know, a fan of his and, and want, you know, what's best for, for their program. But, you know, it's just a, it's an interesting conversation. Like I, I caught, a little bit of a, of an article, you know, Washington state and, uh, and Oregon state and, you know, what, what happens there, whether the, the name remains pack, you know, uh, whatever the, the number is right. Or, or, you know, um, if it's a, if it's a, you know, merger with the mountain West, you know, what, what happens there, but this, this idea of, you know, if, uh, if an Oregon state and a, and a Washington state become, members of, of a, of a, of a Mount West, right. With the expanded playoff, um, does that give them, you know, better access to, to the playoff, right. Than than through the, the PAC 12, or if they were, you know, if there was a mechanism for them to, to join another, another power five. And so I think those are all of the, the conversations that are, that are happening and, you know, how, you know, when you think about SMU and, and the American athletic conference, you know, their, um, you know, their route, their journey to the, to the, to the CFP, is it, is it better there versus, versus the, the ACC, particularly if they're, if they're not going to receive any revenues. And so I, I know that they've ran, ran that ground ball out, mm-hmm. but uh, so that's, that's the craziness and, and speaks to the times that we're in right now. And in, uh, in all of those, those variables. What, what about the six plus six or the five plus seven, the college football playoff, the presidents, everybody, or the commissioners were meeting today. That meeting broke up about two hours ago. They talked about it, haven't done anything, want to wait fully for realignment. Um, where, do you, where do you see that going eventually? Because I know you have opinions on, on that for sure. 
Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, I do think you, you've got to, at least right now, given given what we know to, today, I, I mean, I, I think it's it's got to change from the six, you know, highest-seeded conference champions to, to, you know, you probably need to reduce that, that by by one. Um, you know, uh, are we going to, you know, when we when we get out of this this contract current CFP contract, is it going to remain at at twelve? Is there conversation about it about it going to going to sixteen? And so I, I think all of those things are 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 part of the conversation. You know, um, we we have a current distribution model where it's a it's a you know set amount for for each each of the Power Five conference. You know, um, where does that go? You know, do we do we uh, obviously begin to think about a, a, a per institution amount? You know, for for Power Fives, and so, you know, conferences that that have you know a higher number of, of institutions aren't aren't penalized, and so those are all things that are that are part of this this conversation, and um, you know, will will need to be you know vetted and and uh, and worked out and. Uh, We'll, we'll see where it lands. Do you like 16? Do you like more, you know, availability or more teams? Or does it, at that point, does it get a little unwieldy in your mind? Yeah, Matt, that's, it's probably something that I need to think about a little bit more. Does it, does it get too watered down? Does, does the number from 12 to, to 16 make sure that, uh, that, that, uh, or does it make it feel like it, it just gets it gets watered down? I I like the idea of of uh, let me tell you what I do like. I like the idea of you know the the, the top four uh, getting buys. Um, I think you know you you earn that right. Um, I like you know uh, the the idea of, of first round games at at home sites and. Um, you know, certainly, obviously, you know, uh, incorporating the the New York the New York Six games in into into the model. So, you know, I really felt good about um, and and really and really strong about um, about twelve. And so, you know, for whatever reason, right now, I'm I'm set on that. But and, but certainly would would and. and would need to think about more of the of the 16 16 team model mac you talk about revenue sharing and tv i hear fans all the time oh the sec is so much better because teams make you know, 50 million dollars a year and the big 12 30 or whatever it might be can you give me an example of where you see the difference between 30 35 40 million dollars because obviously the fans don't get that money that extra five ten million dollars in tv or college football playoff revenue where does that make the biggest difference yeah, I, I think um, I think that still remains to be seen um, uh, a little bit, you know. Um, and and I give you an example, um, like um, the 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 Big Twelve or you know the the ACC, um, and and the ACC already has you know one coach, but um, will we? you know, have the, the ability to pay a, a head football coach, for example, 9 million, 10 million, um, you know, uh, and so do you, do you see it there in terms of, you know, salaries for, for head coaches, for, for assistant coaches, um, 
you know, I, I don't necessarily worry about more staff to be to be candid with you. I think the yeah. the proliferation of staff just means more chaos. And I, I think, you know, it's it's been interesting. I think you can make an argument that um, in in the attempt to become more efficient, um, do more things right. People have added more more staff. And I think in in many ways it's it's become less efficient. Um you know, um, services for student athletes. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think that, um, you know, we Baylor are, are going to, going to provide, you know, the, the, the same level of, of healthcare, you know, health and wellness type services, um, academic services, all of those things. And so, you know, I think primarily um, is is probably in that in that one one category of personnel. The fan experience very important to you. It sounds like I was hearing uh, that that maybe you've addressed some things and, and during the football, and you expect a, a really good outcome. What what is your your thought for that? And um, and and what do you kind of expect as we get ready for this first game? Eight home games. Obviously, you know, I heard you talking about it. You don't want lulls. Sometimes, I mean, it's great to recognize people. Sometimes there are going to be natural lulls. Uh, is that something you've had your department uh, really take a strong look at, is, uh, is making it even a, a more exciting game day atmosphere? Well, I, I think, the, I think the, the, the great news is, um, you know, we, we got a staff that, that always wants to be better, get better. And so, you know, I think at, at the, the end of each season and even, you know, during the season, right, uh, are trying to make tweaks, adjustments and, and how do we how do we do this best? How do we do it better? You know, um, you know, I, I, I want there to be great energy, um, you know, in the stadium. And uh, and so, you know, this this high energy, you know, not 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 as stuff on on video board the the, the music those are all things that um, you know the, the the fan engagement team has, has taken a, a close look at we've got a new multimedia rights partner in playfly and so they they've been part of the the, the conversation and and so um you know it's a it's an area that um you know we you know, need to continue involve uh, evolving and, and get better uh but um i, I think our team has has, has done a, a really a, a great job and it's got a, a great plan base Look at it this Saturday, Mac, and, and the heat. That's one thing I've seen a lot of these promos out about on Twitter. <laughs> how do you how do you balance a bunch of fans and opposing team in town and 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 the 181 degrees you saw a couple of years ago on the turf? And it might reach close to that. Yeah, it's hard. You know, um, you know, you you certainly you know think about talk about about game times, but you know, games particularly early September in, in Central Texas, it's 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 going to be hot. You know. Um, you guys remember the the Iowa State game years ago? I think that's the one that, that you're referencing, Drake. When when you talk about the the on field on field temperatures, you know there was there was conversations about and with TV partners in terms of game times early on, and um, you know it's it's difficult to, to, to mandate that, and, and uh, you know you, you've got you know um, you know only only a certain amount of, of TV windows, and right. sometimes you just can't you can't accommodate accommodate all of that, and so um, you know we we try to. I think do our, our very, very best, you know, when we think about, you know, fan safety and, and water, water stations, our students, you know, water, water stations, you know, all of those things. Um, so, yeah, I think we, we, we try to be as thoughtful we, as we can about making sure that, um, 
you know, we're, we're doing everything we can for it to be a, a comfortable and safe environment for, for our fans. So, um, you know, and, you know, so much about has been made about game times and, and uh, you know, the, the fact of the matter, when you think about our, our 12 home games, we only control two of those game times and, you know, probably different factors drove, drove different, the, the two different game times. And so um, we, we have the, we've had the conversation. People have asked us quite frankly about, you know, turf versus, versus natural grass. And, you know, we've, we've looked at the, the, the pluses and minuses of, of each, and, um, you know, really, really hard if you have a natural grass surface or, you know, for it to be used other events by, by other people, right. Um, you know, trying to take care of it and, and the, and the cost that's, that's behind that. And, uh, you know, the, the, the staffing and, and all of that. So, I mean, we've, we have vetted it, it, it all out. And um, so, you know, that's a, that's a great answer, but, but that's the answer. Well, I tell you, it was uh, fun catching up with you. I look forward to seeing you Saturday. We also want to mention uh, soccer uh, Thursday evening, um, and that's going to be a fun game. And I've been talking, we had Michelle on last week, and it's kind of exciting the way they've started. She's putting together a really young and exciting team. And then, um, and then, of course, uh, volleyball uh, Friday night, which we've had a tremendous program for so many years. So I don't want to short some of the other sports uh, leading up to uh, football. But, Mac, I appreciate you, uh, appreciate you doing this and look forward to seeing you on Saturday. Thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate you both. Thanks, Mac. All right, there he goes. Mac Roach, Baylor Director of Athletics. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN Central Texas. This Bosqueville Coaches Show with Clint Sander is brought to you by Saddle Creek Dental. A trip to Chilton, not successful for Bosqueville this past Friday. Coach, apparently there's good reason why Chilton is ranked in the state's top ten. Oh, for sure. They're, uh, you know, we've got a lot of senior skill kids and uh, three senior linemen that are pretty good. And, uh, you know, when they get in open space, they're tough to tackle. You know, I did see some good things here and there for us. Uh, I thought we played a better second half. You know, it's hard to coach beat, and they've got plenty of it. So uh, it was a long night for us. Despite the shutout, did you see any positives on offense? We did. Uh, you know, I thought our quarterback did a good job of reading the right things and going to the right people. Uh, you know, obviously not always successful in that, but uh, when you're doing things right, success will come, in my opinion. And, uh, he, he, you know, for a first game as a, as a starting quarterback, I thought he did a good job. Teams normally make their most improvement between week one and week two. What improvement do you hope to see on the defense this week? Really just tackling better. Uh, you know, tackling is always a key early in the year. It's hard to get good practice at it because you don't want to hurt your own kids. So getting used to that game speed will make us better tacklers. You know, some of that may have been due to the athletes we're, we're playing because uh, they're pretty good in space. But uh, you don't want to tackle better defensively. You have another stern test against Hamilton this week. Team that played 13 games last year. Is this year's Hamilton Bunch as talented as last year's team? I think they are. Uh, they're a bunch of juniors and seniors once again. They're, they're big kids, you know, out there in the country. Those guys, uh, country strong is a little bit different. And so uh, we'll have to get used to that strength of their upfront kids. And uh, they're not as fast as Chilton, to goodness. You know, we, we see things on film we think we take advantage of. So we're hoping to go out there and make a good showing. ESPN Central Texas. The only dentist in the Bosqueville Independent School District is Saddle Creek Dental. Since 2007, Drs. Dodd Moore and Jacob Moore have helped patients of all ages while providing them with personalized dental care they deserve. They offer laser dentistry, cosmetic fillings, single-day crowns, Invisalign clear aligners, and dental implants. Emergency care and conscious sedation is available. Schedule an appointment today. Saddle Creek Dental, 10104 Saddle Creek Drive, and at SaddleCreekDental.com. Good luck, Bosqueville Bulldogs. 
The 5th Street Market and Nursery is Bosque County's premier nursery, greenhouse, and boutique. Discover a variety of indoor and outdoor plants, unique gifts, and local artisanal products at their family-owned nursery and garden center. Located in Clifton off 5th Street, Highway 219. Open Tuesday through Saturday, 9 to 5, and Sunday, 10 to 4. Check them out at fifthstreetmarket.com or on Facebook. Let their passionate team help your vision bloom into reality. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at mayafuels.net. That's mayafuels.net. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. You'll enjoy great food and great service before or after a Baylor football or basketball game at the Brazos Landing. Located within walking distance from McLean Stadium and Baylor's new Foster Pavilion, don't wait in traffic. Enjoy a meal on the water at the Brazos Landing. Reservations welcome. And for Baylor home games, park your car at the Brazos Landing for $50 and get that $50 back as voucher for your upscale dining experience. It's the Brazos Landing where I-35 and the Brazos River meet. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, it is the Dismount. And um, big night ahead. Robinson tees it up. Caldwell tonight, ESPN Central Texas. Pre-game at 7.30. Kickoff 8 o'clock. Remember, a little bit later game tonight. And I uh, think that's a very wise thing. 7.30 kickoff for China Spring. Uh, you'll hear that on 104.9. And then, of course, Temple will be in action tonight over on Fox. And then you can hear Lorena as well. I mean, we've got all four of those schools ready for you tonight. Hope everybody has a great weekend. Be with uh, Aaron and I and, and me and uh, Drake out at the kickoff show tomorrow morning. Uh, tomorrow afternoon, 2 o'clock for that kickoff show brought to you by the Office of Baylor Alumni. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Aaron. We'll see everybody back Monday. Good night. This is the Modern Media Big 12 Blitz. Modern Media, your full-service advertising agency. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Big 12 football on the Friday. Modern Media Big 12 Blitz. Coming up, one game tonight in the Big 12. Twelve more coming up tomorrow. We're from Kansas, head coach Lance Leipold, straight ahead on today's Modern Media Big 12 Blitz. Baylor Scott and White Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians for Baylor Athletics, diagnosing and treating all sports-related injuries, including concussions. These specialists also provide orthopedic services for athletes and non-athletes alike, whether it's knee or shoulder pain, hand and wrist injuries, orthopedic spine care, and even an arthritis and total joint clinic. Trust the doctors Baylor Athletics trusts. Baylor Scott and White Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics wants to get you back in the game. The Baylor Bookstore and the Spirit Shop are now carrying the new premium golf brand, Horn Legend. Custom made and Baylor branded and only available at the bookstore on campus and the new Spirit Shop at the Herd Welcome Center.
Hey folks, John Morris for the Bruner Auto family. If you're thinking about a Chevrolet, Chrysler, Buick, Dodge, GMC, Jeep, Cadillac, Toyota, or quality pre-owned vehicle, visit BrunerAuto.com. Bruner serves all of Texas with delivery to your location. Now Baylor fans get the Bruner Advantage at no additional cost with every new vehicle purchase. A lifetime powertrain certificate and much, much more. Only at Bruner Auto Family at BrunerAuto.com. Your family since 1928. Hi, this is John.